This is Harlan. Chris. Michael. And Kratos of Thandor. No, you're, you're just... Seriously? Paladin of Bahamut. Slayer of the Eye Beholder. And you're listening to Seven Land Hand. That's Seven Land Hand! Ah! Century Spice Road, designed by Emerson Matsuchi. Emerson, like a Manc Manchester United fan. Matsuchi, like a Japanese Manchester United fan. Finer than the saffron in your rice. Century Spice Road is the story of the 100 steps it took David Beckham to wed Victoria Posh Spice Adams. Well, maybe. What is definite is that this is Seven Land Hand. Century Spice Road, so spicy, is a card-drafting, deck-management, victory-point-chasing, splendor game from Plan B Games. (laughs) Splendid. Splendid game. (laughs) It it was released in 2017 and is a game for two to five players needing 30 to 45 minutes of spiciness in their lives. Century Spice Road was designed by mathematical madman Emerson Matsuchi. It won the 2017 Golden Geek Best Card Game Award and has been nominated for a light seasoning of other prizes. <laughs> the game's elevator pitch reads, in broken English, as follows. Discovers the beauties of the Spice Road and its colourful markets with the amazing artwork by international renowned artist Fernanda Suarez. Wrap your mind around simple and pure game mechanics combined with a touch of deck-building system that lead to endless strategies and decisions. Century Spice Road is truly an outstanding game, one you will play over and over and over again, exclamation mark. (laughs) One disclaimer before we proceed. Emerson Matsushi is not actually mad. However, he once invented a type of fried chicken using 102 secret spices. It tasted like chocolate, and he immediately went out of business to start designing board games. But what does it all mean to gamers? To disagree with all of the above facts, it's mustardy Matt McHale. No, mustard is actually my favourite spice. It is? Yep. Out of the whole lot. You nailed it. Yeah. What about cinnamon? Nope. Mustard. Donuts. Sugary cinnamon. (gasps) Have you ever had a mustard donut? Oh, have I? No. But it sounds like it's something that should be made. Oh, I've got some. Right have I? I've got some no. right here. Let me just loosen my slack. No, <laughs> who's that talking in the room as well? It it's Aaron Arrowroot Graham. Oh, the Arrowroot has two A's at the beginning. That's actually. why I said Arrow, like Aaron. A A Ron. A A Aaron Root Graham. A A Root. I thought it was Antonio Banderas. Antonio Banderas. That was good. It made it easier to read once we said in broken English and you did it in the accent. Yeah, it kind of. It makes sense with Because the there's a line in there that's a bit like, what are they saying? Let's just yeah. plow on and ignore it. Uh, you wrap your mind around simple and oh God, pure game Antonio. mechanics combined with a touch of deck building system. system. Yeah, it goes combined Russian. with a touch of deck building system. What is. Wow! They say it in Russian now. Combined with a touch of deck building system. See, that, that works. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's that good. Works. Yeah. Yeah. I've been watching a lot of Glow, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah well, who hasn't? Been? It's um, that episode you hated, oh, by the way. Oh, sorry. What geekiness has filled this last month, gentlemen? Maybe you want to kick us off. We're watching a, a lot glow. of glow. Yeah. That episode you hated, where it's a full just episode of yeah, the yeah. show. I understand why you didn't like it, but I dug it. It was silly. Like I don't like silly any of these fun. episodes. Like the other, the other day, it was. Uh, oh no, it was not GI Joel McHale. What is it? GI Winger. GI Joel. I hated that episode. <laughs> I hated it. Any time they just break off. It's just, break just give me. Yeah. 
the characters doing the character thing. Mm. I don't want to see the other stuff. Yeah. Are you, be you, you, did you like the G.I. Joe? The G.I. Joe one. We're talking about community Yeah, now. community Season now. Five. Jumping all over Alison Brie's um, uh, yeah. uh, filmography. That's all we watch. Um, <laughs> Alison Brie shows on Tenderland Hand. Uh, I, it's definitely nowhere near any of my mm. l- love episodes. But it's palatable episodes. for you? Palatable, totally, oh. yeah. Because but, it's... Because they play a lot with the idea of why they're in that thing. And I just love, like, lots of the dumb jokes of them reusing the animation. But I think you have to know G.I. Joe and those type of yeah, and the things and the recycling thing. Yeah, yeah. And I just love the that. Joke, they're, they're hitting the guy with one, the yeah. rock in the background and they're just, like, <laughs> yeah. pasting on lots of stuff. But that's me. I that's just kept nodding humor. at the screen and saying to Fiona, my wife, I was saying, wow, I really like Alison Brie's uh, cartoon character. <laughs> they really have that. It's so funny. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, yeah anyway. Um, what else has been happening? In, uh, the I just finished Haunting of Hill House on Netflix, Ooh. and it is absolutely spectacular. wonderful. Uh, spectacular. Okay. I've been looking at that and going, ooh, do I? I haven't been showing much love for the scary stuff lately. This is but. scary with a lot of heart mm. and with a lot of substance, um, this which sends is my legs into chills because you know, mm-hmm. sitting, you know, sort of semi-reclined, feet on coffee table, looking at the screen through the, you know, the the the, the visual, the, what do they call it? the crosshairs of my knees? <laughs> <laughs> yes. When I started watching the show, I was just like, oh my god, oh my god, oh fuck. Oh, oh, it did not just end like that, yeah, episode yeah. one. Oh, <laughs> and yeah, I'm getting chills now just describing it. It was, yeah. it was crackerjack. It, yeah. It's amazing whenever I watch those shows how often my foot just gets in the way. It's just, just my foot ah, permanently ah, just obscures my vision. <laughs> uh, but no, I, 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 as all I've mustered up is uh, Castlevania. Season two. Oh, no. Which I heard is good. Which is totally, you know, no, I'm not, not saying the same no, no. thing. No, it's just Kai's been rattling on about this as well. <laughs> mm. is, yeah. Well, what's Castlevania oh, about? Animated, uh, yeah, animated. It's it's basically it's the continuing story of the computer game, uh, in a sense. But, I haven't uh, played any of the computer games. No, Should I, I know, watch I the show? Yeah. Quite violent. Quite. Could I walk into it tomorrow and start Castlevania episode one? Sign me up. I don't know anything about anything. Yeah, no, not really. They've <laughs> limited themselves there, haven't they? Then, uh, hmm. no. which which I think is interesting. How does a show like that get greenlit? Okay. Yes. Yeah. You could. Yes. You could. Absolutely. Sure. But sure. but you don't have any of the context, you know, for what set it up. But or does it have such a rabid it. fan base that all of them will get yeah. Netflix? Like I don't understand the Netflix model at all. If I'm being honest, <laughs> no. because I don't understand how every new show they make gets enough new people subscribing to their channel to justify the cost of the making cost the of show. making the show. Yeah. Well, on that, I it's guess. also existing subscribers that are paying for it. Uh, True. Oh, true, because once a thing's been paid for, they're still paying for the new projects. Yeah, yeah you're right. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, two things have been canned recently. So Iron Fist is gone. So yep. there'll be no renewal. And they're canning Luke Cage as well, and right? Luke Cage and is Luke gone Cage too. Well, that's a bit which, sad. Which I never even watched uh, Iron Fist, though. All I heard was it was like like all the others except just worse in every way. <laughs> well, I don't know. What, is, what does that mean for Jessica Jones? Is that not going to get renewed? They, see, that was and worse. And is Defenders ever going to appear again? I never watched yeah. that. Did they do either. a full season of Defenders? They did, right? Yeah. 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 Season one of Jessica Jones, loved it. I've said this on the pod. Mm-hmm. Jessica Jones season two came back and she was just so moany. I was just like, oh, f- f- just cheer up just a little bit. You know? it's like, <laughs> I think I, so I've come to the conclusion that David Tennant carried that. Season one, he was so good. Hmm. Yeah, it was so um, 
uh, enigmatic and charismatic at the same time. Um, Genius acting. I love that. Though, it's really, cool really good. Very nuanced. So good. Yeah. Oh, uh, New Doctor Who has just started. It's a screening now on ABC. Oh, good. Yeah. It'll be good to see a whole bunch of nerds going to Meltdown. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I have watched the first four episodes. How's it? I'm in. It's where, great. Where do you find this? She's uh, on ABC iView. Hey, I love the a- ABC what's what's iView. What's is there the, a channel called ABC? There is, yeah. The oh. American Broadcasting Corporation, <laughs> yeah, I think. that's the one. Australian Broadcasting Corporation. I think they make it, the American Broadcasting Corporation. Yeah, okay, sure. BBC, yeah. It's great. She's the new doctor. I can't even remember her name. Who cares? It's a new doctor. Helen... Yeah, I don't know. She's uh, done a really good job at setting up the character. Uh, immediately, kind of, yeah, like, I like it. I have to say, and I haven't watched a Who since I don't know the beginning of Capaldi. A little bit of Matt Smith. And... How was Capaldi? Because I hated Capaldi Matt Smith. Okay, cool. Mm. I thought right. Jodie Whittaker. Her name is. Jody um, Whittaker, yeah. I will give it a go, and I'll report back next podcast that yeah. I well, see it's you. Four on. episodes in. Yeah, uh, quite uh, because you like. Got me. It is really right on the line of being too camp and silly for me to take yeah. anywhere near seriously. See, I can dig that. Like, but David as... Tennant changed that show for me. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because Christopher Eccleston was, was pretty good when they did the reboot. And Billy Piper dark. I loved. Yeah. Very dark. Nice. David Tennant also quite dark, but he had this kind of joy about the silliness sure. of it. And, and they did a lot of cool stuff in the writing. But, but once um, Matt Smith replaced him, right, I was like, it's too silly. <laughs> Once he wore a fez, I was like, come on, man. Jesus. What's wrong with the fez? We're doing non- spice, sensory spice rides. I'm, I'm sure fez are for actually... A, not for a country. British guy pretending to be a time-traveling <laughs> alien. Oh, so many things that you just said there. All right, Billy. <laughs> Billy, what's her name? Billy Piper. The, oh, I've jumped... Oh, Jesus. Yeah. I'm trying to get the facts quick off my phone here. Uh, talking about yourself. Yeah, well, uh, Red Dead Redemption 2 oh, has popped change out. For, they change subjects, so though. Everyone's oh, going, oh, we'll come back to Doctor Who. We'll come back to it. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, Red Dead Redemption 2 has come out. And, of course, I've got an Xbox 360. So uh, you cannot uh, run Red Dead no, Redemption 2. I decided <laughs> to dive back in just the straight old Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. Oh, yeah. And uh, give that a go, because I never completed it. And, uh, yeah, I've been running, uh, horse riding it's all over so the countryside. Fun. I love that game. And I haven't even been traveling, you know, Have you pushed the a travel. prostitute down the stairs at the tavern? No, yet. but I just oh. let them get stabbed. Oh, dear. Because, uh, not, because I couldn't figure out the controls. It sounds incredibly so misogynistic. It is, sorry, it's impossible in Red Dead Redemption to walk past someone on the stairs and not push them down the stairs. So you're just, like, walking up to your room, just like, nah! <laughs> like they just fall down the stairs. You're like, I didn't, ah, well. <laughs> I feel sorry for my horse. The, the number of times I've, draw, I've just <laughs> wrote, ridden a horse off the side of a cliff just because, God, I can't this turn like around. Trashing your car, Thelma and Louise style. Oh, it's yeah. Grand yeah. Theft Auto, except instead of your car getting bumped into stuff and exploding, it's a horse. And you just jump off and you're like, oh, no. And it's just like rolling down a cliff and you're like, oh, dear. Well, there's there's zombies in it, right? Zombies is part no, of no, that, that's, it. No, no, it was uh, an expansion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. That's an interest I've gotten. But you know what I'm like. I like the zombies. That's hard. I found that one hard. It was really tough. Oh. I, I, I couldn't play it. Otherwise, you're I'd... just a cowboy just running around. Yeah, doing cowboy yeah. things. So, yeah. It's, it's op- open. It's like The Witcher or Grand Theft Auto, except instead of those settings, it's are you're in a Wild horses? West thing. Like a train? Or are you wanted, dead or alive? Well, it's set in... At any time. <laughs> Yes, <laughs> set in nineteen. It's all the same. 
1910. So there are cars, there are automobiles appearing. Mm-hmm. Only the names have changed. Oh, that's it. Have you played? Have you finished it? What the no. Bon Jovi album, Slippery Round Way? It's it very does good. the. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's it's very good. <laughs> yes. Also, I believe it doesn't end. Uh, it does. Yeah, no, no, it has the, the weirdest, da, 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 the weirdest ending. Um, the game. Um, I'm keen if if you if you do end up finishing it. Well, I want to stick with it. I pushed through it and finished it, and I was like, "What the hell?" At the end, I was like, ah! <laughs> "It's so funny. It's oh, so great." Oh, well, well, there we go. All right, here's, here's a quick flash pan of everything you took me through. Doctor I don't Who. Know what I, uh, yep. Doctor Who, Billy Piper. Yeah. Billy Piper is in Penny Dreadful. Sure. Yep. They get another series of Penny Dreadfuls yes. coming out, set in LA, I think about ooh, 1920s, 1930s or something yeah, like 1930s, that. Yeah, 1930s. Yeah. 1930s. So that could be cool. Uh, I'm a bit worried that I only watched um, Penny Dreadful because Eva Grimm was just like, like blow your mind out, amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, Billy Piper kind of bugged me in that. And then when I saw an outtake of her in Doctor Who, I thought, she's really shit. And then I, then I was, uh, got into a few Paloma Faith songs. And have you ever seen those two side by side? Paloma Faith and Billy Piper do look similar. Yeah. They look exactly mm. the same. Mm. They, even, they even hammered up on Twitter on occasion with photos of them next to each other going, <laughs> we're sisters. Oh, and, and they look I exactly like it the when they lean into it rather yeah. than being like, stop confusing yeah. me with this yeah. other famous yeah. person. But it, it's Pretty bang on, if you want to follow up. That, so that was the whole the mm. track. I just had to get Paloma Faith's name because there wasn't a lot of songs in a while. I can see how, okay, Billy Piper could continue, her character could continue into Penny Dreadfuls. Oh, I don't think any of them will be continuing on. Because uh, it's well, like it's a... Tw- it's 20, 30, 40 years. Yeah, but do we need that? Nearly 40 years in the future. It's like anthology get, style, right? Where it's like some of the same act, actors but playing oh, different like characters. Oh, like the right? um, American Horror Story thing. Yeah, I think yeah. so. Could, That's what could I thought Playing your it was. descendants and yeah. mm. whatever. And I think the director of, or the writer of the producers of uh, Penny Dreadful only bailed because they were offered something bigger and better and they immediately just dropped Penny Dreadful like a hot potato and ran mm. off and did this other thing. Mm. Now that hot potato's cooled down, back to Penny Dreadful. Speaking of something else that was dropped like a hot potato, uh, Boba Fett, gone. The, oh, the movie, the, movie. the spin-off the movie. Oh, one. really? Bummer. Yep, been dropped uh, in oh. favour of it seems Lando the, the movie, Jabba the no, Hutt movie, Jabba the Hutt, the, the Mandalorian series that's coming out in the new uh, on the new Disney uh, streaming, streaming service. Oh, is there another? Oh, yeah. yeah, I guess <laughs> if they would have treaded a lot of the same ground, then they realised they could do better. With the we're show. just going to end up with you know how we used to have like four or five free to air channels. Yeah. We're just going to end up with four or five. Paid channels that yeah. you just can't get in the content unless you pay for those channels, right? We're gonna have uh, okay. All Netflix, we're already Stan, there. Amazon. So I've been realizing Disney. recently I do not like to pirate. Yeah, same. You gotta, you gotta get legit at some point in time, uh, and, and I am. Mm. I, I pay for a Netflix, a Stan, and an Amazon Prime subscription at the moment to be able to access the original content of all of those. Would much rather live in that world. Yeah, but HBO. Refuse yeah. to sell to anyone apart from Foxtel in Australia. And Foxtel is yeah. shit. And Foxtel is oh, like That's garbage. Like if HBO, um, the American company, ever came and looked at the state of Foxtel in Australia, they would go, "This is nonsense. There is no way that we should yeah. do this." If they invented their own streaming service, I would subscribe to it in a heartbeat because it means I don't have to pirate. Uh, I don't pirate Game of Thrones, <laughs> but it would mean hypothetically people would not have to pirate Game of Thrones or all the and other show it great. That on oh no, 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 I was gonna say it's on stand. No, it's, it's not. No, stand, it's definitely no. not. So it's it's um, you can yeah, buy it through Apple, but I don't want to pay thirteen dollars an episode for a oh, thing. Oh, really? On if you buy it through Apple, which is the legit way to do it in Australia, sans Foxtel. Oh my god, it's like thirteen. And, an and episode, sadly, you don't own any of it. 
you know, it's no, just, and you don't own any of it. But like, r- really, you don't like. Mm. Realistically, do you need to own no. anything in streaming no. age? Like, no, not really. No. Like, and I'm thinking that more and more about Apple Music. I was like, going to buy these albums on Apple Music so I can listen to them. I could pre-download them with my Spotify subscription on my Spotify account, or I could buy them permanently on my thing. It's like, well, I've gone completely legit years ago, but it. If, if there's there's two things there, isn't it? It's like I can buy Optus and have my, and uh, and see and stream stuff through them, and I've got mm. my Netflix account stand. I can see that all through the Optus box. But the uh, you know the internet is so shit. The NBN here in Australia is so mm-hmm. bad that I can't actually watch it off of there without it being 720p or below. Mm. It's not not HD yeah. stuff. It's just some terrible QB garbage. So it really a better system would be. If there was just a centralized place on the internet where I could just leave for work in the morning, say, can you download this? And then when I go home at night, I would watch it. Mm-hmm. And that is pirating. Yeah, <laughs> and that works yeah, better exactly. than streaming it through a legit service because mm-hmm. you just can't get the actual stuff and watch it. Yeah, it's, it's, it feels very much like cab companies only just catching up to Uber with their own apps now. The legit, the people who are creating yeah. the content need to also have the platform with which to distribute that stuff because it's like they're catching up to Netflix and Stan mm. and that sort of thing. HBO doing a good job creating these shows. Like I've been, yeah. hyper, uh, someone I know has been pirating Silicon Valley, which is a HBO comedy. Yeah, I don't feel. Like, I feel like that should just be. I should just be able to watch it through my three streaming services yeah. that I pay mm. for, but they're choosing to keep well, you know it. How I was, like, this, this is, we were watching this. Yeah. We were, Aaron was watching Silicon Valley on the plane back from PAX. This is a good mm. segue. And, uh, and I was watching uh, the, the Zen Diaries of Gary Shandling. And it was, um, and that's, they were both HBO shows, which we couldn't get anywhere yeah. else. But today, when I was hunting around, that second part of that show, it's on YouTube. Yeah. So how does that work? Uh, it's, to do with whether companies are really vigilant about taking stuff off YouTube. Oh, okay. Uh, it's very unlikely the company themselves who own it put it on YouTube. Um, yeah. But, like, with that, like, uh, BBC are known to be really lax about uh, taking their shows off YouTube. So if someone uploads an episode of eight, 8 out of 10 cats yeah. does Countdown, oh, yeah, yeah. they'd never take it down because they're just it's not on their radar of things to be bothered about. Yeah. Whereas American companies are much more like, gotta, gotta take it down and gotta like, gotta make sure that we make our money somewhere. But BBC is just like, if people are watching our shows, like, but they're going to come back. But if we make a film with, do, 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 and it's like halfway near a show, they'll Muted. just take it down because yeah. it's like, mm-hmm. oh, that's copyright music. Yeah. yeah. Because it's the companies who own the copyrighted material yeah. trawling the millions of videos that get uploaded for their content. Yeah. Hey, talking about packs as we were, mm-hmm. talking about YouTube as we were, Aaron and I made a short film. It's yes. Quite, very good. Check out Seven Line Hands uh, YouTube. Yeah, thanks, Matt. You can stop applauding. Let me let us tell you what happened. Uh, <laughs> this is news to me. What, what the applauds? Or? Yeah. No, on our YouTube channel now, we've got uh, Aaron and I made a short film. Aaron's doing card spotlights. We did ah. some uh, player yeah, some interviews with the yeah. Good Game Major Championship. We're quite proud of it. If you haven't seen it, please watch and uh, let us know what you think. We're hoping to do a bit more video content. Mm. Content. Uh, coming up, that includes you, Matt. We'll be doing some. Yeah, that. there's a few things going on. Yeah. yeah. Uh, so what we'll, we do, we'll be t- trying to tie it into our um, board game plays once we uh, have some more cool equipment. But yeah, we have a much nicer camera now. Yeah, a much nicer camera and facilities to get it out onto the internet Ooh, fast. We'll have to break that up for another for our first unboxing, perhaps. Yeah, maybe. Uh, maybe. Yeah, well, no, no, definitely we can do it for that because that's pre-recorded. Yeah. 
That's cool. But PAX, PAX was awesome yeah. this year. Uh, we went and had a bit of a look around. We the Good Games Magic Championship occurred, mm-hmm. and uh, we crowned we, a winner. We crowned a winner. I young, saw he was youthful, fifteen year young. old. Hope for the future. Patrick McGuckin. Yeah, Patrick McGuckin. He smashed it out. Uh, Good kid. In a huge comeback on the day with mm. uh, Mono Red. After uh, being beaten by the, the uh, after being beaten by the person he faced in the finals in the Swiss rounds, he came back in the final and slew him and, and did the deed. Jack Beerman. Yeah, nice. Well, Jack Beerman had the best deck of the day. Probably. So. It's um, my current arena deck as well. Yeah, actually. Speaking is. of arena, speaking playing of arena, a lot of arena. As well. Have you gone to arena yet, Matt? No, because I'm on an Xbox 360. You, you don't need have to a be PC? on the PC. I don't have a PC. Oh, you don't have okay. a PC? No. Oh, that's interesting. Matt lives on... Matt lives... Oh, hello. <laughs> hello, <laughs> Siri. Siri's listening. What, what do we say? Stop listening, Siri. Do we say... <laughs> hello. Hello, Siri. <laughs> <laughs> Why did you come around? <laughs> do we say... Literally. Hey, uh, I don't have a PC. Hey, hey, Siri. Hey, Siri. I'm doing a pod. Shut up. <laughs> Uh, oh, yeah. it just turned off. It turned off. Very now. It, came, it quickly came How up on the screen rude. with, I'm just trying to help. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, well, it's, it's not about you, Siri. You're, you're, you know. Hey, Siri. Um, <laughs> no, 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 not my phone. <laughs> I no. don't even have your. Go ahead. Oh, God. Go ahead, Aaron. <clears throat> What? Oh, God. <laughs> All right. Uh, <laughs> that was weird. Um, the last thing for Weekend Geek for me was I've been playing a mobile game named Cook Serve Delicious, where you manage a restaurant. Um, it's quite fast paced and frantic. You've got to like cook all the meals and then do your chores and then yeah. uh, keep customers happy and stuff. What is it with you and your cooking games? Love it. I don't know. I just love doing banal. Like mm. when I took a break from work banal. the other day, I was like, God, I can't wait to take a break, sit down and do a restaurant management game. I was like, <laughs> what have I become? <laughs> I'm just taking a break from managing to do management. Do you cook at home yourself? Absolutely not. No, I do a little. I do a little bit. <laughs> so no, it has noodles. made me more excited about cooking. Uh, I found a well, fair enough. Yeah, much all to the, each to their own, you know. Yeah. Uh, I found a really nice. Uh, getting into RPGs now, a nice map making tool called uh, uh, Incarnate, spelled with the K I N K. Incarnate. Incarnate. Yeah. yeah nice. uh, I'm using the free version at the moment, and it's just a little web based, uh, browser based. Uh, yeah, cartography. Cool. Awesome. I love it. I love it. I, like, so I sat, me and the kids yeah. both all sat down this afternoon and we were making maps. That's cool. Just of for the places hell of it. that you knew? Or? Of, no, places that don't exist that had lots of dragons, like really large ones and, oh, yeah. and big giant Whales squids. Whales in the sea and, and all that Yeah, and mountains mm. that were bigger than the island on which they were upon. Oh, did you uh, say that Kraken? That sort of thing. Kraken, yeah. Speaking of Kraken, <laughs> this podcast... Brought to you by Kraken Rum. It's not really. But <laughs> it could be. We, we, I've started having some, and that's not my style. It yum. Was quite delicious. Kraken Rum, it's a yum. <laughs> All right. Well, we had lots of other news, but we've gone long, so we should uh, get through this and start a, a Century Spice Road podcast, yeah? Yes. Woo. Let's do it. That, that's your one for the show, Matt. Advert. Win Century Spice Road by commenting on the Facebook page for this show, episode 132, at facebook.com slash sevenlandhand. Every month, Good Games offer our listeners a special deal on the game we review. This month, it will be Century Spice Road. Road? Yes. While, Sp- while Spock's last, 
<laughs> While stocks last, Seven Land Hand listeners can get 10% off Century Spice Road at every nutmeg-flavoured good game store in your spice rack. Other flavours and locations are available. Get spicy, get to your nearest good game store, get a copy of Century Spice Road, and state to the sugary cinnamon-flavoured staff member this month's password, Seasonings Greetings. For all of November, Seasonings Greetings. That's while stocks last. On with the show! Century Spice Road! Hmm. Shall we... uh... To be continued. Oh, so I was just reading the spine of the box. Mine says Century Spice Road. Wouldn't oh, you regret that this decision? Way, Aaron, look at that. Look, it's on this side. Yeah, to be continued. Oh, to Wouldn't be you continued. Certainly, you'd yeah. regret that decision if you all of a sudden decided that the game was going to be pulled before the end of it. To be continued. I guess it's there in that hypothetical. I, I think that continued. it's possible, that, like, because the artwork for all three boxes was made before this, like, as this one was coming out. So mm-hmm. I think that they bought the series from him. Well, we're maybe jumping ahead, guys. <laughs> um, <laughs> before, we, before we get to expansions and what it's all about yeah. and everything, uh, as, as I mentioned before, as I mentioned before, it's a game for eight plus, eight, 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 no older, two to five players, 30 to 45 minutes. But um, what's the general narrative of the game, Matt? Okay. So what are we doing? Century Spice Road settles, is, is centered around the trade route uh, that was considered to be the most important trade route in the world at the time. And in the time, we're talking about the what, 15th century. No, I, think it's, I think this one is 17, and then the next one is 1800s, and then 1900s. I think this could be the oh, 17. No. Hundreds. Oh, mm. We are no. fact checking early yeah. on in the game. Ah, oh, forget it. Let's not fact check it. Let's just uh, let's just accept. It's just g- generic spice trade. Way back times. Then, yeah. So we're talking about that, that the route that was. Uh, there's a lot of mysticism and and uh, mystery surrounding this trade route, as it was the first time it was ever sort of done, and a lot of uh, a lot of the modern world as we know it today was very heavily. Influenced by well, you got stuff trading like rounds. pepper just wasn't everywhere. It no, was like they discovered pepper and people mm. put it on the fish and chips. Back U- in Europeans like, weren't even using spices. Mm. Yeah, it's, it's yeah. amazing. So it really it was a opened huge up the thing. World. Yeah, for the for the rich to to have yeah. spice in mm. their food. So we are caravan owners. Mm. Basically, we play that role where our objective is. I'll to... never be a caravan owner. <laughs> no, no, not even one of those uh, travel around Australia ones. No, never, never, never. Well. Getting caught behind a caravan, worst thing that can happen to you when you're on a, a road trip holiday. Too bad you're a caravan owner now, David. Yep, you are. You've and get ready to trade some spice. Everything. I'm and going across the Nullarbor. <laughs> no. <laughs> and basically, you're loading yourself up with as much spice, uh, different spices as you can carry, trading them off. I saw a guy on the weekend loading himself up with as much spice as he could manage. He ended up in hospital. It wasn't, <laughs> wasn't good. Well, I wonder which spice that was. Was it I don't know. maybe saffron, or was it cardamom, or perhaps turmeric, turmeric, or meth, cinnamon? Yeah, I think it was meth. Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> I recognise it now <laughs> from the report I had to fill out with the police. <laughs> Century Spice Road's got nothing to do with, with recreational drug misuse. No, it's like well, uh, it's all the food ones. Yeah, <laughs> the food ones. It's all the food ones. Well, one of the other spices that was believed. Uh, well, if you believe the uh, you know, the, the history. Was also opium, so you know. Oh yeah, classic. Uh, that, I'm sure well, it was, was a painkiller or something. Wasn't it? Probably at yeah, the time, yeah. I put, that on, really a, put that on your fish and chips. You have a good yeah. time. So you're purchasing spice at its origin, traveling, uh, traversing the dangerous, often perilous route back to wherever you came from, in hopes of selling 
off your spice for a much, mm. much more inflated price. Yeah. To fund your next expedition back to get more and so on and so forth. Mm. This is not the most thematically tied to mechanics <laughs> game. Your spices are represented by these colourful little cubes and little plastic bowls, which the game comes in. Yeah. Uh, the uh, the act of trading and uh, and then s- taking those spices that you've traded up towards you're, you're building towards a lofty you know big cinnamon deal or something. Um, you you spend those by buying uh, cards from a from a market of actions that you can take, which are which are all these tarot sized kind of um, cards. And then you can use the spices that you have in your caravan, which is another little card. You store your little cubes on there. Uh, then you use those to buy other cards, which are it's destinations weird. It's weird that how this you... game is described as a card game because it certainly doesn't feel like a card game. It weirdly game. doesn't Although feel like a card game, yeah. De- you know, reverse engineer it, it's a card game. It's just yeah, a card sure. game, yeah. It's a card game. Mm-hmm. And they do give you the names of the, like the yellow cubes and the green cubes, the brown cubes and the red cubes. But you never you, call them you the never thing. Call, you call them, give me some yellow brown. cubes. Oh, the yellow. It's uh, green. Yeah, you never say, oh, I'd like some saffron, Yeah, it's like turmeric to saffron to cardamom to cinnamon. Yeah, but you never say that once. So the, yeah. the theme isn't desperately driven home. No. But there's two, there's two trade rows, isn't there? Mm-hmm. Um, so, so one is for... for how, how, the, how do each one of those work, Aaron? So uh, there's uh, a row of six, which is uh, the six different... Actions that you can buy to add to your hand. Yeah, that's they're the merchant cards. They're merchant cards. Yeah, and then there are the oh, the what do they call the goal cards? No, they're the the um, objective cards. Yeah, that's where the victory points yeah. are. Victory points are. Oh, so okay. there is a separate row of things that aren't actions. All you can do is just buy them from the communal market that's there as well. And that's essentially saying once you've used your action cards to get a certain sequence of coloured cubes or a mass a wealth of spices mm-hmm. now you can afford this card yeah. here or you go on a big showing, trip you find a buyer to yeah, whatever but you sell it, it off and it's a representation of mm-hmm. your wealth and success as a spice dealer mm-hmm. now i don't really so so what you're doing really um mechanically is building up a hand of cards that create an engine yeah so you've yeah. got some yellow cubes you have a card that upgrades two of your cubes so that can upgrade uh some of your yellows to a red or two yellows to two reds or one yellow to a green because they go up one step each time yeah um but then as you are buying cards from this market which you use uh just cubes or or spice to buy so the first one that's in the row you can buy you can take for free and add it to your hand the ones further along the row cost one more cube each time which you put along the row on on, yeah on the cards yeah, Big so if points. I want to buy the third card in the row, I have to put two cubes on the first two and take the third one, they all move along. I think initially we found that a little bit counterintuitive because it had mm. you shuffling the cards opposite to the way you would normally, you know, well, rather than working from left to right, you were working from right to left, yeah. which just seemed a little bit counterintuitive. Mm. But the cards but we refresh from the right and, yeah, that's right, and the ones that nobody wants become worth more, which is a very clever mechanic, mm. become mm-hmm. worth more because as they get past more and more, they end up having more spices upon them. Yeah, sometimes a you take currency. a card you don't necessarily need. need so that you just get a bunch of like yeah. generally yellow cubes which are the lowest and, currency and this is um limited as well by your player card 
which only has uh, ten. Ten, 10 spots on it. Mm-hmm. So once you've got uh, more than 10 spices of any variety, you have to start discarding spices. So, mm-hmm. yeah, it can be good to grab everything you can, but essentially that doesn't necessarily get you anywhere because you start having to throw spices away. You can choose what spice you want to throw away. You don't have to. Oh, yeah. No, but if, but if you say if you're, you're grabbing low of what, what's what's the the turmeric is turmeric the is the cheapest. I throw a lot of turmeric away. Yeah. I've thrown a lot of turmeric into the sands of the mm. desert while and playing you this game. Just it's <laughs> yellow. Um, yeah, but just you, can't but hold if, it anywhere. If you all of a sudden you you can spy a card which turns the three turmeric into a cinnamon or something higher up, you yeah. know, a cardamom or something like that, you're thinking great. So at the moment, I have a lot of that, and I can start grinding this engine out and start producing the spices that i want yeah. so that i can pay for the victory card which is uh which i can see as well which has a lot of victory points mm. on it. Yeah. uh oh sorry i was Go just ahead. gonna say so if you can see that you're you need to have a way of replenishing those stocks so if you're you're using turmeric and you're getting it you're upgrading for the purpose of upgrading it to something better you need to make sure you've got a continuous supply of turmeric coming back in mm-hmm. so that you can keep that engine rolling otherwise it stops and i found that mm. that uh, i got to a point where i had nothing of the lot none of the lower level uh spices and Coming in. i had nothing <clears throat> to do because uh, yeah. i had no way of converting it to something better so so the way that your oh. turn actually ends up playing out is you have a bunch of these cards in hand which you can buy from the market you have your cubes on there and you can either play a card from your hand to do the action that's on it that could be something like take two yeah, yellow cubes. Is, yeah. The first action, which is play. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that could be something like take two yellow cubes from the supply or upgrade two of your cubes or turn three red cubes into three green cubes. Um, the trade actions, you, which you can do, you can actually do as many times as you want. So you can trade six red cubes on that previous example, uh, three to three green or six red to six green. Um, which is which is quite a big uh, swing in the thing in, in the uh, in the trade mechanics. There, in your turn, like say so you've just described the first action. The second yep. action you can take is acquire, which is where you're able to purchase a card from the merchant row uh, to put mm. into your hand. And that's very important. That card, when you purchase it, it comes into your hand. It doesn't go into a discard pile or anything like mm-hmm. that. Uh, so uh, that's you, that's you like again, the deck away. building element of yeah. it usually. So when you buy something in a deck builder like Dominion, Star Realms, Ascension, the biggest mechanic in those games is when you buy a card, it goes to your discard pile. Then when you run out of cards in your personal deck, you shuffle your discard pile mm. back together. Whereas in Century, my mm. favorite strategy is never resting, which we'll talk about in a second, and just constantly taking new cards into your hand so you never rest. Mm. Um, mm. So you... So you just take a card, put it in your hand, next turn, play that card, do the action that's on it. That's it. The third action is rest. So where you do nothing and you take up all, scoop up all those cards that you've played into your hand and you end up with a full hand of things to play in subsequent turns. Which yeah. is something that is quite desirable because we get that like, there's one, like you start off with a hand that includes a convert to spices, yeah, upgrade. upgrade to spices. Now there's one that's got, that you can buy there's only one card in the whole game that can do three mm-hmm. and we found as soon as that appeared everyone's like oh <gasps> everyone wanted that one so right? good that card yeah right mm-hmm. but there's only one in the entire game so everyone's squabbling over that one yeah we didn't uh, i think we, none of us bothered to even check initially with to find out whether how, how many of those cards were in the deck that's right we it didn't do it apparent eventually yeah, right? yeah we figured it out that there must only be one but yeah. anyway 
so yeah, it became hot property. And if you yeah. could get that early, you were pretty much set because you had uh, potentially five in beginner games. Just I'm up- sure upgrade actions. Yeah. Yeah. I'm sure. I'm sure it's not as it's not a it's not a you win the game if you get this card kind of thing. Mm. <laughs> um, you know, there's more balance to the game than that. But there's still there is only one of them though, so yeah, which yeah. means it is quite desirable. The mm-hmm. fourth action which you can take is called the claim action, where you get to. Uh, claim a points yeah you can make your play-doh into shapes that's <laughs> really interesting and so this is uh, uh paying spice from your caravan that you've traded towards victory points. to to buy victory points and that's the last component of the game of these gold and silver coins let's let's yeah. give a little bit of a listen oh, to them uh, i got those out just so fold, i can go oh, they they're quite they're quite nice little that. coins yeah, they're they like are. um like, tin kind of yeah tinny but kind of Beveled, I don't know. Yeah, I really quite like the the feel of them. Uh, one of the nicest components in the game, I think. Um, these it's coins. one of the baffling things about this: the, the century, the C century, um, the C logo for century mm-hmm. is very futuristic. Very futuristic. It's yeah. Very distracting because that's what I'm mentioning next is on the coins, mm-hmm. and you think, why? Why we? Why have we got this uh, stylized this New Angeles kind of yeah. C, uh, you know, Time Stories C on there? But obviously, they're referencing the trilogy of, mm-hmm. of passing over several moving through time, years yeah. moving through three years, yeah, or it just time. looked like a cool logo. They yeah, just, they did the art before they made the games. <laughs> oh, Spice yeah, Road, I guess. I've got a cool C. I'm going to call the game Century. Century. Oh, how's that going to work? Have you got a game? No. no absolutely. I'll see you in three months. <laughs> uh, so the, these coins, um, in a similar way to the, when, you, when you buy the first card in the row of the trade yeah, the cards, trade uh, on the goal cards, the objective cards, they are um, the first one in the row has a little stack of gold coins next to it, yep. which are worth three victory points extra each. And then the second ones in the row have silver coins next to them, which are worth one victory point each. And the game will end, uh, depending on the player count, when someone has bought so many victory point um, cards. Yeah. Which changes depending on the number of, of players. Of players yeah. Yeah. And that has the same effect, mechanic effect as well, where cards that are less sought after uh, eventually just get pushed into the, hmm. the coin spots. And right? you go, oh, I'll take a 10.1 because it's got three bonus yeah. uh, with it. Yeah, yeah. so if, mm-hmm. if, if, yeah, exactly. The, um, the cubes, uh, when you start off the game, it, it's got that similar mechanic which I've seen in other games where you... The first person is always always receives less starting currency yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. than than the rest of the players, and in this case, the the first player gets three yellow ones straight up. The second and third players will get four yellow cubes, or they might get uh, three yellow and one red. You know, mm. as as, uh, as a kind of balancing, yeah. First. You're sort of catching up on the other players. Yeah. And, or, or you get first. less. Yeah, because the first player is going to look at the entire trade row as it is, and he's going to get, or she, is going to get first pick mm-hmm. of that. Yeah, it might get refreshed with a better card, but it might not. Mm-hmm. So you're at a disadvantage if you're hitting fourth. So hence, here's a, here's a handful of spice to keep yeah. going. You, uh, I realized that we were playing it very differently, you and I, or and even Travis. Uh, you guys were playing it quite open, so the cards you were playing, you played right... You, no, sorry. You put all your cards down in front of you. Yeah. Face up, so yeah. open to the world. Everyone can sort of see, and then you flip them as you use them. No, no, we had them face up. We didn't, well, we just turned them over to say that we used, yeah. Yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, yeah sure. Matt 
you held I them in them your in hand. hand. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I just played them out so that you could see what I played and on, only, only when, when you played, played it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I don't know whether that whether, it was it, that was very Euro that style. Or? It was a very Euro style of thing because you, we ended up very much in our own. You know the you know the the, the what was it four man solitaire kind of game where yeah. you were just doing your own thing and you were just getting what you wanted and I. Can't remember ever looking up at Travis, who was also playing an open hand, if it's an open hand. Mm-hmm. And I wasn't really looking at what you were up to either. No. You might, a bit later on, you start looking at, oh, okay, I can see he's going for this card because he's got three quarters of the combination to unlock these victory points. Mm-hmm. That one's worth 20. I'm also going for it. Can I beat him to it? Or is it just going to happen that he's going to get there before me? And do I need to change yeah, tack? In, in games like this, the player interaction is very much driven by... I'm going for that 20-point victory card. Only one of us can get it. I feel like I will be able to get it before them. And yeah. you can definitely count it out as to you go, oh, this yeah. lap and this lap and this lap. And, and, and um, <laughs> it's just the, the silly mechanic, which is actually in all of this designer's games, is when you take victory points, take them face down. Mm. So, so I take 12 points and put it face mm. down. And Why is that silly? I kind of like that because then you lose track of what everyone's got. You lose you lose track, which is the intention. Yeah. But the thing that I don't love about that is all it does is incentivize someone to just memorize that and then win the game based on the fact that they memorize that thing. So you go, uh-huh. I know you have exactly 40. I know that you're trying to move up to this thing. All I have to do is get one point by getting yeah. one cube and I can end the game. Oh, okay. And then I go, but but you can math it out. Yeah, sure. Like, yeah. like very precisely, and I don't love that. But then, if it's open, then you're both just doing that. Yeah. So I, I, I don't know where to land. And I think the designer landed on it's better to just have it face down because who's actually sitting down and memorizing that? But Zoe, <coughs> who we work with, was saying, I can't play this with Anthony Lee, who's like a magic pro player, because he just he will know. Yeah. And if I play face down, I'm just at a disadvantage. So she said, like. I guess we just play face up. Then it's how like, do you like how do you like the enough. sound of this? This was the house rules game that we came up with. Sure. So, like Matt was saying, we played with our cards up, mm-hmm. and we just played out of an open hand, flipped them over when they were done. Matt had them in his hand. Sure. This is the twist. Everybody picks them up. Everyone's got them in the hand, closed hand. You don't know what they've got, right? Yeah. You take your card that you're going to play. You put it face down, and you say, "I'm going to take." this or i'm yeah. going to do this action sure yeah. and everyone else calls bullshit or not <laughs> yeah i love this right? I, I and, if, didn't and if you it, can't but... flip it and show that that's actual if you oh, so you're adding some coup yeah, style mechanics yeah. and stuff you in. flip it and you go nah i've got that card then there's a penalty towards a person oh, you call bullshit. throw some spice away or something or yeah. or yeah or they've got to give you some spice or whatever oh, yeah and if you if you get if 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 it just passes that's what you do yeah, so yeah. it's very coolish i like it yeah, yeah that was, that's, that's cool. cool i think that was our attempt I have to Love say, Eric, to bring something else into the game that is otherwise... That's American take that yeah, gaming take style. That yeah, I'm going to take that yeah. and put it thrown into it. Now, like, I, uh, gener- generally... Yeah. Okay, so I'll, I'll just go from, from the beginning. It's very similar to another game that came out in the last few years named Splendor. And Splendor what? has... Oh, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Splendor has... Uh, a gems your gem merchants in Italy yeah. or whatever, and you're trying to impress patrons, which are like your big victory point things uh, that, that and the game and, and stuff. So you're getting gems. You take gems from the piles with a with a clever little. You can take three different ones, or you can take two of the same one mechanic. You use those to buy gem cards, which gradually increase your engine, and, and you get better and better and more efficient as you go. Yeah. 
This has a very similar feel, except Splendor had these really nice weighted poker chips that were your gems that you were trading back yeah. and forth and stuff. So it was kind of like very viscerally exciting similar just to do that. Similar quality art, you would say. Yeah, the art, very similar, similar price tag, um, similar simplicity, it, yeah. replayability. When we were playing Century Road, we, honestly, and, and there's a big caveat to this that's coming up. Mm-hmm. It felt like, why does this game exist when we've already got Splendor? It's just yep. like coming out with another, name any, name any game. It's like bring out a new Azul, you know, just, but just like mm. sort of put a twist on, instead of it being, um, you know, set in one place, it's, it's set in, uh, yeah, the north yeah. of England with a, with a, with a busted Tyler. You've got to keep your business going. You've yeah, got to like yeah. make all these patterns happen. It's the same, same game, you know? Because mm. it's not even... And maybe, maybe ham up the uh, uh, conflicting uh, tiling businesses thing yeah. as the why you want to screw other people. They only can tile with red tiles and it screws oh. up the bathroom. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You, could, but, you could do it. But it's not, cause it's not even that much of a throw from like jewel trading to spice trading. It, it's really. just not. And like in this Game. As much as I love standalone. silly uh, themes in games, farming or yeah. cooking or whatever, this is like, oh, you're merchants on the Spice Road. I don't give a shit about that. No one, really? no one's like, finally, I'm not. No one's passionate <laughs> about like, God, I wish I'd make a game where you like trading spice on the spice road and i just saw the new game from stefan feld who like has made a bunch of great games in the past castles of burgundy or whatever yeah, it's yeah. another rome themed game we're done mate <laughs> we are <laughs> done with rome themed games like i'm just sick of it like like there are so many cool themes and, and whatever and even if you make up a new theme but spice trading is about the bottom of the barrel i, I, I i'm i'm <laughs> sorry him? i like the game and i like the mechanics and i like a lot of what it does and we'll talk about the expansions and stuff but, but the and that's where the caveat but comes goodness in. and mechanically it has nothing to do with anything it's like no. it could be qu- quarks and neutrons trading yeah, and, you're, and you're doing a space game it could be yeah. you're trading different types of starships for oh, other look, different space junk or of, whatever it's nice to there is an element that is nice to point a finger back or put the spotlight back on that period of time where because it does it amazes me every time when mm. like i remember things about like the color purple it was just like nobody could get the color purple then mm. they found a pigment that could do it and that's why royalty was so into it. Only royalty could afford to get this pigment. Yeah. So they would put in purple and everything, right? That's why Prince was purple. And, <laughs> and you had all this purple and no one else could get it. Wow, it's amazing. Now you get purple plushy toys, you know, that you throw mm-hmm. in the bin after two weeks. Yeah. Who cares? But, so it's amazing that you go back in time to a place where... There is no purple. You can't just go down to the, yeah, the, the mm. shop and just get pepper. Or you can't get cardamom or mm. whatever. Or yeah, any of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You've got to really... You just can't. It's like it's mm. a. It might as well be on another planet. Yeah. It might but as well be a the, space the game. The fact that um, uh, oh, I do have to speak about the rules of this game. But the fact that in the rules of this game they go yellow is uh, turmeric and red is saffron, saffron and green is uh, cardamom and brown is cinnamon. You never ever ever have the feeling yeah. that you're doing that. You no. you just go oh brown cubes are powerful. Because they're worth a lot of points. But really, it's just, man. And you kind like, of do no Splendor time. in a weird way because the chips yeah. are heavy and you're playing with them and they're, they're tactile mm. and they've got pictures on them. <laughs> yeah. And you're kind of going, oh, I think I am playing with some jewels here. This yeah. is my wealth. And, and you associate those with wealth. It's, it's, they're, yeah, there's, they're there's some kind of... So this different. is like little wooden cubes, Boggle. which are <laughs> reasonably nice in... 
plastic bowls, which they didn't need to put the plastic bowls in there. It could have been piles yeah. on the table. So I like yeah. the little plastic bowls, which have this like kind of nice texture to them. But it's like because it seems a silly thing to discuss. But we said this in Azul when we said, what if the Azul chips or tiles weren't well, tiles well, cardboard, and they were just yeah. cardboard? Mm-hmm. Different game entirely. Completely yeah. experience. Uh, Lords of Waterdeep. Same mm. sort of thing where you're playing with all your character classes, yeah, you your, your warriors, mm. your fighters, your clerics, your wizards, your rogues. Uh, uh, white, cubes, are white cubes, cubes are clerics and black cubes are rogues. And you're yeah. like, I spend three black and two white to do this mission. And you're like, you never feel like you're sending a party of adventurers to do no. a mission. You're yeah. spending black and white cubes to do a thing. Yep. And, yeah. and that was it. So it, it breaks the theme, really. Unless you're committed to, to, to actually calling the things that, what they are. Yep. It, it totally breaks the theme. Yeah, you could be playing mm. any bland game, name your theme. Now, you were, in the expansions, Farming. there was a uh, well, was... Uh, re-theming of this game. Yeah, so, so there was a re-theming in this game called Century Golem Edition, which is exactly the same game, except you are golems who pick gems, uh, who, who pick gems and trade gems with other golems in this magical they fantasy world gems. or something. After... They went back to Copying gems, Splendor yes. and yeah. calling it Spice Road. They've gone back to gems of the Yeah, gems. and oh. they got the whole game kind of from just theme and talking about it. How would people be keen to buy Century Spice Road again with a different theme? And people were like, yes. And they printed this whole yeah. big print run of Century Golem Edition just because people wanted a different theme to this. Mm. And I haven't played century golem edition but like the fact that that exists and it's on the shelf and we sell almost as many in the store as regular century spice road is like what are you buying like are you just buying the theme then? but it depends when you come into it doesn't you isn't it because is splendor the first game to have a tray row like that is is huh. that completely original the uh, the trading yeah the uh, way thing. the way that works and like leveling up for I, you know no, like no. victory points Defin- essentially definitely or, you know, not the first but it was the first one to boil it down to its this is the game this, this, is, this is, the, is the game this is the trading yeah. game and I can't, I do like that about Century Spice Road how those the mechanic of how the 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 cards that are not in high appeal become have a greater appeal just because of they get pushed mm. up into those yeah. areas where there are more spices on them or there's the more gold and silver coins available mm-hmm. to be to be taken with mm-hmm. them. I think that's really quite quite clever. Unlike games like Star Realms where you end up clogging your hand up uh, with, 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 with cards trash, you don't yeah. need or don't mm-hmm. want, there's, you don't have to worry about that because the cards can be immediately played as you acquire them mm-hmm. or you just keep them in your hand. And you just you can just ignore them. them, yeah. And it doesn't matter. So there's none of that. You know, nothing clogs up or gums up your system. Yeah, which is very interesting because, like, if you consider this as a deck building game, except when you buy cards that go directly into your hand, mm. uh, a, a huge portion of Star Realms, Dominion, uh, trains, and, and all those is the trashing element or scrapping yeah. or exiling or whatever you call it in, in those other games, where your deck is getting better and better and better, but you still have to draw those crappy things you had at the beginning. You want to get rid of them, you trash them, you scrap mm. them. In this game, you just ignore half the cards in your hand by the end of the game because you've built this engine with the other half. Yeah. And then you go, play these five cards, do my thing, rest, put those five cards back in my hand, and you just ignore the ones on the left. Mm. Um, and then maybe you add a new thing from the, from the array into your hand every now and then. I don't love that because there's no incentive to not do that. So then the game becomes uh, who 
gets the best cards at the best time at the best rate. I, like I'm like I'm not sure what this game's rewarding you for doing, if you know what I mean. Like um, you have a you both you all start with the same hand. Yeah. The first player gets the first choice of the cards that are on the board, and it feels like some are strictly better than others. You don't want one that turns two yellows yeah. into two reds. It's terrible. Because you're using that. You, what you're trying to do is draw a straight line between where you are and getting and the, the best, gold cards. And the best uh, card with the best victory points on mm-hmm. that. But and how you get there, there's so many millions of different ways that you can yeah. get there. But some of the cards are just worse than others. Sure. Mm. So but what is this game as, rewarding? The economy of those cards is not as, as good. Is, yeah. Then. But uh-huh. then, yeah, that's, that's, that, that's why we're around it, though. Like, yeah, one card might be... 20 victory points, and mm-hmm. you might be able to get there. But, but there might be two that are 12. And they're and you're half thinking, as easy to get yeah, to. Yeah, I can yeah. get those ones quicker. Mm-hmm. So is that, that's what you're strategizing yeah. about. But, um, yeah, it does feel like a little bit of, uh, I don't know. I don't know if I, I, I didn't get time to think about the strategy of it and apply it that deeply. So it really feels like a, mm. I'm going to go with this, and if, I, if it comes out on top, I win the game. But if that's I don't, I don't it's maybe where this game like cuz I love that the mechanics like you said the moving up of the thing and worse cards get better from the array and mm. that that tension between oh I think you're going for the one with three browns and two reds but I know you're going to get there in about two turns if I can get it in one turn I can kind of like stop you from doing your move cuz I'll just take like sweep yeah. it out from under you. Uh, but the thing that I don't love is that you could just ignore the other player and play it as a solo game and every now and then one of the other cards disappears and you go, oh, just do something else. Exactly. Like, you, yeah. know, you, you can't actually do I think that I think much. about to last month when we are talking about Gloomhaven, right? Mm-hmm. And you think about those two, there's two things that comes to mind in there. The theme in that game, yeah, I know this is like a $250 game versus a, a $60, it, $60 game. game. Mm-hmm. The theme in Gloomhaven is just everywhere. You feel like you know the guy. You're giving him story backstory as to why mm. he's doing this, uh, the scenario he might be doing. Also, there's the deck management part of it, isn't it, where you're thinning out your, your hand and you're building a, a hand It even of has cards. the rest mechanic uh, as well, yeah. actually. But it feels, you feel like you're way more entrenched in what your dude is doing in Gloomhaven and how you manage your, your hand because there's a narrative to it as opposed to this where you feel like you fall away. This is this is probably my point about why I like games with strong narratives because mm-hmm. I want to be more engrossed in, in what I'm doing. I just for don't sure. want to be switching cubes around. For, for me, this is too much of a detachment from the theme. So, so, I, have, so I have abstract. a line, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> um, Azul is firmly in the abstract. Yeah. This is... You, you're not calling him, I don't know... Like they're not asking you to call tile specific things, and this is like care about this tumor, care about this cardamom or whatever. And I'm like, I'm just trading cubes. Azul's doing that by giving you different patterns, though. Which, uh, but you don't refer. You're not referring to any of that, though. It's a tile. A tile is a tile is a tile, and it will always be a tile, no matter what. How you're playing the game, tiles are special. But I agree with you, Aaron. In in this case, these cubes can be. Completely removed from the narrative of the theme, and they are just cube, different colored cubes. Mm-hmm. So that that's yeah. This but it's really to present it though, because you kind well, of you the, well. putting tactile things in there that you can hold and you can and you can move around is the important thing. That's what we enjoy, I think, in in board games. So they've got the nice money, they've got the cards. 
It's like how else would you um, represent spice? You know, I think Cubans they should have done pretty... weighted poker chips. That would have been really <laughs> with great. a picture of the key, of the of spice, the spice on, on them. Yeah, yeah. even th- no. that would a picture of the spice on a, whatever a cardboard tile or something. That'd be interesting. The, the <laughs> man, I so I played um, Caverna by Uwe yeah. Rosenberg. It's like his Agricola sandboxy We've game. We've heard of him several thousand times. Blake Caverna didn't love it. Because it just felt like you could just do whatever, and so why would anyone care what you're doing? Because you can just do whatever. The, in the two-player one, rather than when you take two wood, uh, so it's called cave versus cave. Rather than taking two wood, two wooden pieces from like the supply, you just have a tracker with one wood bit, and you move it up and down the tracker. <laughs> All right, yeah. And so if you spend six wood to get two flax, you move your tracker down six and up two on the flax thing. It's never That's like not the same, it's not it? the same. Yeah. But it is better than fiddling around with a bunch of stuff. But you're like, is it? But it's not. It's yeah, not. The it's same. weirdly. Yeah. It feels like it should be. In this oh, game, see, imagine yeah. if you just had a tracker for all four of the spices. You just went um, trade yeah. three for the game. Would be over in like ten seconds, <laughs> and you'd be like, like it's not. Yeah. So it needs would, some visceral thing. But if they realized that and gone, could we just do this with a tracker and save some money? The game wouldn't be very good. So, so what the hell? I. I really don't <laughs> understand. I, I also I agree with you. Why does this game exist like it does? The mechanics are very simple and clean. Maybe, maybe that's it. Maybe I, they just went got a really clean, simple design. Yeah, do a bit as of we, trading. As we said, like with code names, it's if if we invented code names tomorrow, we would feel like we'd have to work on it for another six months, yes, a year to add exactly. something to it to make it mm-hmm. more complicated. Where we wouldn't, where in essence, you don't need to because it's fine the way it is. Yeah. I think, and, and I think that is uh, that is a sign of a great designer when they go, this is it. But on, that done. gets us to the elephant in the room, and it's the caveat that I mentioned earlier on. Whereas if, why does this exist, this game? It's more to do with not the expansions, but the second and the third parts of yeah. the trilogy, mm-hmm. because that takes it to a completely different place. A place that Matt, I know Matt and I haven't play-tested, no. but it mm. adds... It takes this game and adds more components and makes it a completely different game, right? Well, it's a complete standalone game Yeah, that has already come out so far. The second of three in the trilogy. Yeah. It's called Century Eastern Wonders. Instead of having it being card-based to do all your trading, it is a uh, modular map of little swirly hex yeah. tiles that you put together and create like Caribbean islands. Mm-hmm. and you have a little boat that you move around, but on each of the islands there is a trade action like on one of the Century Spice Road cards. Mm-hmm. When you move your boat there, you can create an outpost, and then it's more expensive for other people to build outposts there, so the player interaction. And then you can, every time you're on that square in the future, you can do that trade action. So what you're doing is building a trade route through yeah. these little islands, and you build like you go, I'm going to go here and get brown, then I'll go over here, sell the brown to those guys over there, and then they'll give me red and yellow, and then I can go over to this island, sell the red and yellow, take a quick detour to buy the contract or whatever with the red and yellows that I have, yeah. come back to that island and start the whole cycle again. You feel it a lot That's, more. I was yeah. going to say, that sounds it's Because it's a journey A lot there. more interesting. Yeah. The journey's there, and you also go, this is my zone. If you want to come into my zone and start trading on my islands and my outposts and stuff, you have to pay me a tax. So you have a lot more of this direct player interaction along with this cool trade mechanic that we're talking about, but that's that's a game. Yeah. yeah. (laughs) So so the argument then is, is 
do you leave Century Spice Road alone if you've got access to Eastern Wonders and bypass it altogether? But do you, you don't need any components from this one for the... No. The standalone. Oh, right. I, did. I thought they did. But there is one more thing. Yeah. Um, um, so let's talk about the rules a little bit. Um, on Century Spice Road... Very simple game, as we said before. They have also done an incredible job at not making it a rules booklet. It's a rules sheet. Yeah. And they pack all of the rules for all this game. Not the the most complicated simple game ever, but not the simplest simple game ever. Yeah. And they pack all of the rules into one front and back sheet. It makes the game so much easier to pass. All the answers are there. Yeah. Set up on one side. How to play on the other? Yeah, yeah. Century Eastern nice. Wonders much more complicated. They did the same thing. Oh, really? It, yeah. So it's one front and back sheet. Also included in that box, a second front and back sheet for Century from Sand to Sea, which is how you combine Century Spice Road and Eastern Wonders into one That's the large one I'm thinking game. Of. Yeah, right. mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Uh, so that I haven't played that yet, but yeah. it uses the cards mechanic from Spice Road. So you use the cards from Spice Road with the map of Eastern Wonders, and you use your uh, so to move your boat further. You have to like drop spice behind you. In um, Santasy, you have to spend cards from your hand to move your boat further. That's like five tribes. You, uh, yeah, a little you're, bit. You're yeah, you're little, dropping uh, stuff behind yeah. you. Yeah, you can go cross. back and pick it up later, like yeah. in Five Tribes. Yeah. Um, but in this, it's like yeah. So you, you're building up your hand of cards, and there's still that market there. But to m- propel your boat, you still need to rest to get those cards back and stuff. Uh, but you can, yeah, like it's it's got a combination of the boat moving mechanics from Eastern Wonders and the card trading stuff from Spice Road. So, so does that. Add, do you think, a higher level of complexity over to the game on top of the game? That's, Definitely. That's completely like, unnecessary. Yeah, Eastern Wonders it. is, the, to me, the just hands-down better version of this game because yeah, right. it takes the mechanics that are cool, the engine-building-y mm. thing, adds area control and a bit more player interaction to it, and, the, and a board that changes every single time you play because you shuffle the tiles up and... You've and seen the a map you've never seen before. that took me from thinking, Century Spice Road, why does this exist? Emerson Matsushi, you've just ripped off Splendor. Mm-hmm. To, oh, you've got a follow-up game. And we just thought, oh, it's the same game, but just rebadged 100 years later. Yeah. But it's totally not. Mm-hmm. And then he's designed it so that you can mix the two together. Yeah. And it's all of a sudden, he's gone, he's gone from garbage plagiarist to this guy's a game designing <laughs> a genius, genius right yeah. it's just mind-blowing and there's a third one coming and there's a third one coming called a new world a, a new world a new world the and new world. and you will be able to combine all three into yeah. one massive game which is well. just mind-blowing that's right? cool so when you when then when you learn that you think all right Let's get Century Spice Road. That's exactly what I've done. And, <laughs> and learn how to play that. Okay, got that. Mm-hmm. And then you start moving through Eastern Wonders. Yeah, and mm. then you're ready for the next year's one. Yeah. So you can build as you go. So it changes the whole whole um, review on, of the whole lot. So it's very baffling, isn't it? Because yeah. you go from like, oh, have we started Shit Games Month? It's like, actually <laughs> not. This is, could be the most exciting thing you've ever done in board <laughs> yeah, gaming. But um, I, I, read a, I read or watched a review by... Um, by shut up and sit down, and and they said something about Eastern Wonders is, is is really good. We love the mix game, but we would not recommend that you buy Spice Road. So it's yeah. like, what do you do? Like, you do you want to buy a sixty dollar game and then another sixty dollar game? No, 
really, right, to make one game. But, like, I like Century Spice Road as a starter uh, or a gateway game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. My first trading game. Absolutely. That that would make it a very nice, easy gateway, learn to play this sort Mm -hmm. of game thing. Absolutely. So if it takes that place in your collection, fantastic, right? Yeah. Splendor. Splendor is in that too. Mm-hmm. I mean, how many of these sorts of games do you need? At that stage, do you need two trading games? Well, yeah, games? you do because if you're going to introduce a whole bunch of people to this trilogy and they haven't really gamed before, you play Spice, Century Spice Road, cool, they've got it. Then you go, hey, how about we introduce, I'll, I'll, I'll play Eastern Wonders with you and you show them that. Hey, then we blend them together and they're just coming along for the ride. Yeah, You awesome. can totally level somebody up just with three games. Yeah. And it's a very easing him into the pool, yeah. and then they're doing a. And then all thing. of a sudden, you've got this genius yeah. gamer in your in your team, you know, mm-hmm. in your group of friends. It's I agree. Just, it's amazing. That's really. the most exciting bit about mind. this whole thing for me. And um, uh, I will talk very quickly about Reef, which which I don't think that we will review on the podcast. Reef you, Reef you, <laughs> Reef you with Aaron Gray. Re- the Reef you, <laughs> the Brief you, Brief Reef because it's you. Brief Reef you. Yeah. Uh, in Reef, you have a four by four grid, and you can—it's kind of like Azul mashed with Spice Road. You've got a four by four grid, and the cards in your hand, very much like in Century, have a place some things on the grid from the supply. So if I can place a red and a yellow, I can place them anywhere on my four by four grid. Sure. Yeah. You can build up to four a four stack high. Yeah, and then after you've played every card, what are we so pretending these cubes are? Coral, coral. Okay, yeah. good. Uh, on a reef. So <laughs> say I play red, yellow. Place it on top of a green one that I've got, and then one to the right. Yeah. Then you score the bottom half of the card, Tetris style. Tetris. Uh, well, the bottom half of the card is always a different color to the ones you just placed. So the engine that you're building in reef is: I played red and yellow, but the bottom half of the card scores me green for greens that I have. But you need to have placed the greens with the previous thing that you played. Okay, yeah. So it's a very that is a that is a sick game using this mechanic as well. Yeah. Which is this when you play a card, you do a thing, but you have to have had something else to enable the card that you played. And you're planning ahead so that you can know what you can score off in future card mm-hmm. plays. Yes, yeah, exactly. And that game is very satisfying to have a big thing like yeah. you, you triple score some huge thing. Again, not really any player interaction. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. uh, again, you're building up your hand. Uh, in that game, when you spend your cards, you never get them back. Player interaction could involve table nudging. Table, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. You just poke <laughs> them in the eye so they can't see very well. Um, that, that game is uh, like uh, satisfying in all those ways of like creating a plan and making it happen. And this kind of engine thing that this designer seems to really like. But I don't want to keep coming back to it because I'd rather do... See, that's, something that's, that's else. The thing. I don't know. You, take, you take Splendor, Century Spice Road, and Reef all on their own merits. There's only one of those that you can build on and take it and make it mm. a more valuable. It's like a magic card. This well, is a good one-one. It's also yeah. going to be handy in the, on the seventh turn because you're going to have all these other games to add to it. Yeah, for it's sure. It's going to build. Well, there's what there are expansions for Splendor. There's, there's mm, the couple, cities of couple, splendor. All that yeah. adds is a couple of new mechanics, mm-hmm. and a new, not mm-hmm. necessarily a way to play the game. Whereas no. what Spice Century Spice Road is offering you, or Century Series Trilogy is offering you, Eastern is a new way to play the game. Yeah. I was totally completely. expecting just to see the same thing churned out, 
but just you're just in Jamaica with slightly different and stuff. You're yeah. doing you're trading rum. Or tell you what, there are a few funny things. Um, <laughs> the bowls slightly uh, a blue instead of pink or, okay. or like uh, like orange salmon. All the cubes are exactly the same, except they've named them different things. Oh, what are they? Oh, really? Oh shit! Brown <laughs> is chocolate. Green is ginger. Tobacco. Yellow is um, maybe 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 brown is tobacco actually. No, no, because that'd be a leaf. That's no, not a. Oh, um, it's not a spice. spice. Uh, so it's so brown is cocoa. Green is um, no. Yellow is ginger. Green is uh, something else. And Coca-bean. and, and, and uh, yellow green. is. Uh, no, yellow is ginger. Yellow mm. is ginger. Red is something else. I, chili? <laughs> red is chili. Yes, yeah. you're right. Yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. yeah. That's the fruit. That's not a spice. Is that a spice? Dry, when it's oh, dried and stuff. No. Paprika. Uh, paprika. 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 Oh, um, but, <laughs> like, yeah. I just love that. Is, are those the spices that were like in vogue like a century later? That's pretty interesting. Oh, yeah, but the cubes are the same. <laughs> like <laughs> when, when they're like, oh, yeah, combine your copies of Century Spice Road and Eastern Wonders. You've just got two sets of the same. You're the, you king, of, you're the king of Spain, so, and a boat comes sailing back in. The captain comes off all smug. What we got? He's like, "Hey, I found some new spices," and the king's like, "They're just the same cubes <laughs> you had last time." Cubes as last time. <laughs> <laughs> That's Where exactly have you been? how it rolled out. Yeah. I tried oh, some cardamom for some cocoa. It's like those are brown cubes. We buddy. just sailed down the coast, yeah. chilled on the beach oh. for a few months with some girls of ours, uh, friends of ours, <laughs> and uh, and then we just went to the markets, bought the same shit. Back up. So I told guess- it was different. <laughs> That really that breaks that that theme again. again. Yeah. It breaks its own theme yeah. itself. I sometimes like, laughingly call it chili, but it's like red cubes, yellow yeah, cubes. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Uh, uh, who would you play with? Oh, I think we've, well, this one. I think, like we said, it's a gateway game, isn't it? Mm-hmm. It sort of gets your uh, non-gamer friends in. Mm-hmm. It's pretty easy just to put your head down and. Make a plan. Do a thing. Let's like, yeah. so My wife, my wife got home, and Matt and I had already played a game. And we said, "Come and sit down." She's like, "Oh, I can't be thinking." It's like, "Don't worry about it. You don't." It's have to not a big deal. It's yeah. not a big deal. Mm-hmm. Sit down, have a look at it, and and you'll be away. And she was. She was fine straight away. Any Great. Any pro tips? Uh, uh, play play house rules. Seven yeah. hand bullshit. That is a good one. Cards face down. We have to we have to actually try it out. We haven't <laughs> we haven't play tested this at all. No. But yeah, look for a, a retheming. Oh, it writes we could just totally retheme this game and add that mechanic, and we've got a whole new yeah. game. Actually, let's sell it, it to Emerson. And camel it be... shit. Camel <laughs> shit. <laughs> That's why there's camels on the box. <laughs> so there you go, <laughs> Emerson. We've got your part four in your trilogy. Yeah. Uh, two two pro tips from me. I yeah. played, played a lot of this game. <laughs> Every time I'm playing, I'm always playing with people who play super slow. So, and I've already know what I'm going to be doing. Time. So, so I think a lot about the game and how it's balanced. Yeah. It's balanced. This is the one time I think that we can say that he is a mathematical madman, right? Because everything in the game lines up exactly with yellow is worth one, uh, red is worth two. Green is worth three. Brown is worth four. And when you are when you buy a victory point card, we can see that one there that's yellow, red, green, brown. That's worth exactly a four, three, two, one. No, that's ten. Oh, no. My maths is... Oh, you think it's a, you would normally add up to twelve. One, three, six, ten. Oh. No. Uh, can I... Uh, yeah, let's try another one. I think you're broken there. Twelve uh, is six, eight, ten, twelve. Yeah, okay. So, so this one's worth... What we're looking at is one with three red cubes and two green cubes being worth 12 
and there's a yellow, red, green, and brown worth 12. So you're mm-hmm. saying that these should really mathematically end up being the same? Yeah. It doesn't, um, doesn't work. Mathematical it, it, that, that, one does, that one does work because it's brown, brown, green, 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 which is 8 plus uh, 9, which is 17. So this one's garbage. So that one's better because it gives you two points more than you deserve. Oh, yeah. The yellow, red, green, so, brown. Really, if, if you get your engine down from your card, so this is the theory I was working on. I yeah. was like... Some of the cards are, the, the action trade cards, are strictly better than others because they let you make a mathematical jump that you could not make that other people are doing. So the, the trade, the value, the perceived value, like one, two, two ones become worth three yeah. as opposed to two ones become worth So let's two. look at two cards here. So this is red, 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 which is six value worth of stuff to green, green, green becomes nine. Yeah. The way to exploit that is to have six reds and trade them for six greens because you make a bigger uh, oh. net jump. This is a real proper pro tips here. Um, and then the brown to red, red, yellow, yellow is like cu- net cubes. So volume of cubes is good because you can use them to buy other cards, but also value going up because brown is worth four and reds are worth two. Each. So brown to red, red, yellow, yellow is four to six. So you're only up to points mm. but you have more volume of cubes to, to well, buy what's stuff the value with? of a card when there's the level up cards when you're upgrading them that's just like two because you're you're going Adding from a yellow value. up to a green sure. it's two value and yellow is also two value so you start so it's balanced yeah. in this incredible way that all these things are just numbers wow yeah so that is the grab to to uh yellow cubes is of the same value as upgrade it tech to, yeah so technically yeah. yes it's giving you two value it's giving you two value but yeah. how you spend that value so the ways i've found to break this game are the gold coins are more important than anything because that is value that is not attached to the cards. Sure. Yeah. So, yeah. so if it I is get always worth three. it's always worth yeah. three regardless of what you spend on the card. So if you're always getting your value for what the card is worth, if you get the gold coin, that is where the actual incentive is. This is providing that you're doing everything exactly efficiently. Yeah. Um, and then the other way is by doing double trading. So this is something that I didn't find out until I played this game ten times. When you do the brown to red, red, yellow, yellow, if you have two browns, you can trade two browns for four red and four yellow. Oh, you can? You, you can. With the same card? With the same card. At so, the same time? Yeah. Oh, I didn't know that. So it no. says you can take that trade action as many times as you want. And that changed the whole game for me. Oh, wow. Because you go, I'm going to do one big turn where I make three brown from, from two red. So it's like buried weirdly in the rules. Yeah. But I played 10, 15 games of this without realizing that that was a rule. Oh, okay. Okay. So that's like a, a not necessarily a pro tip, but a, a, but rules a weird rules. Quirk. Oh, holy crap. Yeah. Well, you know, we wouldn't be Seven Land had reviewing games if we didn't fuck Make up mistakes. the rules. But <laughs> yeah. uh, there you go. So that. Oh, okay. Well, we've got to. There's two things we've got to try now our own bullshit uh, version yeah. mm-hmm. and actually playing it properly. But uh, <laughs> the double trading thing is um, Eastern Wonders. The whole game is built around that because you're trying to. You have to spend spice to move very yes. efficiently and then that game i was like oh i can double trade it oh my god can you do that in spice road and i went back and looked and i was like oh no i've just been playing that game wrong like forever wow. um, no we didn't pick up on that one bit because yeah. it doesn't seem right because none of the other cards let you do it twice right but the yeah. trade ones do let you do it twice so so that's how to really leverage that 
that thing. So I feel like we've was that that's the two pro tips. No, the second oh, pro the second tip pro is this. Well, this is really three because oh, anyway. it's three. Sorry, yeah. yeah. The third one is there is a, another spice trading whatever game called Jaipur, yeah. which uses influx outflux. You use camels as like bartering chips to like flood the market with shitty camels, and then you get all the stuff that you actually <laughs> want. That's a better trading game than this game. That's oh, the, that's the trading game for me. It's two player only, really small box, but that is my favorite one by far. Yeah, and it has the same theme, and it came out a few years before this. But this, so this is where we're at. It feels like this. So it's like, how do you rate it? Because um, hmm. on at one end of the spectrum, it's a game that's been done elsewhere in different themes, maybe hmm. with stronger themes and maybe better. But at the same time, all those games don't have this this build-up thing, yeah. which yeah. could end up being like a, a fantastic mm. gaming. You just got three games. Yeah, for the 60 bucks games, you've got $180 worth of game on your shelf, and it's just this monster of gaming, yeah, which, which is phenomenal. So it's like it's at this, exactly the same time, it's a weak and pointless game, and it's part of a trilogy of genius, yeah, which and, could be brilliant. And I think if you exchange the weak and pointless bit for great gateway game, yeah. I, don't own, I, I personally yeah, do not right. own Splendor. Because I knew that this game was coming out, and I knew it was similar to Splendor, and I knew it was going to be expanded upon, so mm. I bought this instead of Splendor. Great game to introduce people to. Yeah. I, I can play this with my family; like they Excellent. can actually play Absolutely, this. Yeah. yeah. So it's worth, I think, then waiting for the uh, for the big box version of the game. Oh, you because think all, it, they'll do all be, three? It, it's got to be, but worth better oh, yeah. value because you'll mm. only have you'll only need one uh, one set of cups. You'll only need one set of. Uh, Spice cubes, and if that's a hundred of coins, if that's a hundred dollars, yeah, that, that's yeah, the time frame. The time frame is what it's about, though. Yeah. I oh, think. that won't come it out. Depends who you're playing. Yeah, mm. you play this now with someone who is like maybe a partner who's not into gaming too much. You get them used to this; they're, they're comfortable playing this, and then you level them up slowly. You need that time, mm-hmm. perhaps. Uh, I've I've made a couple purchases in the last few years, <laughs> which which are very funny. I bought the El Grande. Big box because it was a bit damaged. I got it, got it cheap. I've only ever played the base game. Have never used any of the <laughs> other stuff that's come in there. Oh. Uh, and I bought another game which was like six in one. It's got like all the components for six different games. I've only played one of them, and it's the main one that's in there. Yeah, I'm worried with the big box. It would be do- like a- too daunting to yeah. to show to people. Carcassonne kind of do that. Alhambra does that. Yeah, the big you box know, thing. Yeah, yeah, big box things and. But it's the, kind of like, who is the audience for big box stuff? It's already established it's, gamers. You know, right? Yeah, it'll be the people that have already bought all the other uh, the game and all the expansions and just want to get it all in one box and then mm. it's going to palm off the other bits and bobs to their yeah. friends. I yeah, reckon yeah. that's what it would happen. I'll give you my old century spice when I get in the big box. Yeah, yeah, like that kind of thing. Because yeah. you already understand it. Mm. I, think, I think that's my only... I, I agree. I reckon I could see myself doing that. Like, it's only when we're doing game reviews and things, like what comes to mind is... Get doing doing blood blood rage with um because it was a Kickstarter and you just get all the bits and we're thinking right we've got to review it so let's just have a crack with this let's have a crack with it and just and you try it but I think left to my own devices I would learn blood rage that's gonna make it too yep. hard yeah, I agree I, I don't want that bit don't need yeah. it yeah. unless mm. unless it was a game that I was banging out all the time and I was super familiar with it then I might expand mm. it to a bit after one of those situations where it's the only game that you have. 
for me to do that. I don't know. Yeah, um, uh, Jess, Jess and I, my, my girlfriend... I just argue against myself. <laughs> we played 40, 50 games of Seven Wonders Duel and about 20 games in, I was like, there's an expansion. Should we get it? And she's like, let's wait until we're sick of it and then we'll get the expansion. Yeah. And 40 games in, we're like playing it, playing it, playing it and we're like, we've got our own theories and whatever about the cards and the balance and stuff now. We played it so much that she was like, oh, we could get the expansion for this now and it would change it up <laughs> Yeah, radically. And I was like, perfect, perfect time to get an expansion. But a lot of people don't do that. They play a game twice and they go, I'm going to get every expansion. That yeah, like, you know, yeah, you oversaturate. Really. Don't. And we did that actually with original Seven Wonders. We were jamming that with our, with our group and we just played it over and over and over and over. And we're like, let's get all three expansions, just play with all of them. Beat that horse to death. Yeah. Have not touched it since with that group yeah. because we just can't stand it anymore. <laughs> um, with this... I love that each of the games stands on its own. This is a good intro game. It works really well as a bridge into understanding the mechanics of Eastern Wonders. Mm -hmm. And then you can mix them together. And who knows what the third one brings? This sort of thing, Mm -hmm. big picture stuff excites me a a lot. I I think I keep coming back to the thing of our endless discussion about abstract games and the narrative and me enjoying narrative and enjoying the abstract. Mm -hmm. I'm thinking that... um, yeah, you, you 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 can beat a game to death that might have, that has a narrative to a certain degree because you keep going back because you enjoy being engrossed in that game, but you might not get as many gameplays out of it. But it's in the same sense as seeing a, a an amazing movie, you almost feel like it's changed your life. It doesn't change your life, but you feel like it has <laughs> sure, yeah. because you've gone for a ride, and 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 more might spoil it. You know, where I, I think that so, yeah, as well. Yeah, like a, a you know a, a prequel, let's say. Yeah, might, might spoil it. Mm-hmm. But um, uh, yeah, but with the with the abstract stuff and 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 going deep on that, you're not. It's like how far can you take that? I suppose, I suppose, yeah. Because I'm now yeah, I'm going all over the place now. I'm thinking those little little puzzle games that you do in the you know like doing cryptic crosswords or something mm-hmm. like that. You do that essentially. That's the same game mechanic over and over again. For sure, you keep yeah. doing them eternally. Mm-hmm. So it's different questions. I don't know. It's a puzzle. Like this it's Century Spice Row. This whole thing is just making just making a puzzle in its own. Mm. Emerson's a genius. It's genius. Emerson Matsushi. <laughs> he's a he's a mathematical madman. Have you played Spectre Ops? That's one of his no. other big bigger games. No, no. Apparently, no, quite good. That's a corporate espionage. Yeah. Uh, hidden. Mm. Miniatures. Has he got a lot of games? Mm-hmm. Board game. Uh, game. I think Spectre Ops was his big. Was his big. That was a breakout. Uh, breakout. Mm. And then this and the trilogy were like commissioned from him before he had finished all three yeah. of them. Right. right. So because the, he had this idea for a big thing that you could combine all the mechanics yeah. of. So, and uh, we know that about certain game designers. Uh, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know whether Bruno Cathala was one of these, but whether they come up, here's the, oh no, certainly uh, Reiner Knizia is. Oh yeah, for sure. Like where here's, here's a game mechanic, you theme it. Beat you know? it to death. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and that's it. Here, I've got the mechanics for you. It's all sorted out. It's a perfect game. Here, you Yeah, do what it. you like with it. FF, FFG, do your art or whatever. Yeah, so. you've, you've seen them reskinning all of his old games, right? Because the yeah, mechanics happened, beneath yeah. are solid, but it just they used to come out in these yeah, gross, yeah. Oh, yellow and blue boxes. <laughs> oh. All those games that we look at the back of, and it just looks like yeah. a, a math diagram. Yeah, they're all public. Oh, 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 so uh, grim. Another... Uh, uh, 
uh, Augustus, Rise of Rome. Rise of Augustus, yeah. Rise of Augustus, oh, yeah, yeah. 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 I, I think uh, Roman bingo. You know, it, yeah. it's just bingo. You, mm. you can take all the Roman shit out of it, and it's still just bingo yeah. at, at its heart. So, same sort of thing. You can take all of the spice out of it and the caravanning, and the, you've got just a, a training cool, game. A training game, yeah. If it, like, like I was saying before, when I really broke it down in my mind, I was like, oh, I was all just maths. Like every, every card yeah. is just a, if you have a three, you can turn it into a six. That is so unexciting. <laughs> and this is barely exciting. That's why you need the theme. But it's yeah, why you need a theme. theme. Exactly, yeah. Hashtag strong themes. Mm. All right. <clears throat> I hate myself for saying this, but uh, I think that's the end of the review. And uh, on the other side of this, it's we're, we're finished. Oh, no, sorry. It's Quats Miz. It's Matt's quiz. Yeah, right. Speaking of things with uh, a lack of theme. <laughs> All right. Here it comes. It's time for Matt's quiz. It's Matt's quiz. It's Matt's quiz. It's my quiz. Whose? Thanks, Daniel. Mine. Quiz. Mine. Mine quiz. All right. Century Spice Rogue. It's all his. We can leave the room, Aaron. The quiz. <laughs> yes. I'll still read the questions out, even if there's no one there. <laughs> Pub. Question one. Which of the following is not a spice? All right. <laughs> Tomato. <laughs> Tasmanian pepperberry. Oh, God. Fennel pollen. Pusa gulabi. <laughs> Nigella seed. Nigella's what? Nigella's seed. That's no way to Juniper talk about Nigella Lawson. Which one of the following is not a spice? Is it Tasmanian pepperberry, fennel pollen, pusa gulabi, nigella seed, or juniper berries? Which one is not a spice? What is a spice, by the way? I, we've been talking a lot about spice that. Spices are bark, roots... Seeds, I think. Mm-hmm. Uh, broken down. Uh, yeah, herbs usually leaves. Stamens, uh, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah flowers, same stamens, that sort of stuff. So yeah. Plant-based, used in foods. That's not a leaf or a fruit. A leaf or a fruit or a vegetable. Yeah, or, yeah. Oh, oh. yeah. What's well, weird though, isn't it? Because like potato is not a spice, but that's a root, isn't it? Yeah, know. it is. It's a tuber. Biology mm. people, bot- botanists, wow. everywhere. right? In. Losing we go to Question yeah. two. Yeah. How many? Oh, this is an easy Are one. Are we helping it's each other one. in this quiz? Yeah. How many copies of the triple trade card exist in the merchant deck? <laughs> yeah. Is that the actual? <laughs> I love it. That is the answered. actual question. Yeah. Look, it's just proof. Are you listening Fucking to your own shit? Eight. <laughs> how many copies of the triple trade card exist? I've played this game so many times. I've never deck. gotten that card. Really? Mm. Yeah. I don't think I have either. I think um, I got. I think Travis sponged it up every time. It. Yeah, he did. It's very he immediately good. noted it. Yeah. Is, oh, is, that's it, the is thing it really I good? I, well, it's plus three if we're talking about that. Yeah. But the fact that it can just go straight from yellow to brown, yeah, is huge. Yeah. Especially because in some games you just all the things need brown, and there's nothing that makes yeah. brown on the board. Okay. Well, that's when you rest. You just keep recycling. That, just keep doing it, yeah. But, oh, the one thing I didn't talk about was my strategy in Spice Road, okay, which is... Okay, speaking of questions... Oh. Never rest. <laughs> We're doing a Matt's quiz. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, there's no rest here. Uh, question three. List the following spices from least to most expensive. Oh, okay. yeah. Least okay. to most. Right. And this today. is by today's, today's prices. Price. Uh, the is first it, one. Is it, you did it today. So there are three, and you just did a list them from least to most expensive. Mm-hmm. Vanilla... 
clove cardamom. Ella. Which clove. is the least, which is the most, and which one's in the middle? Um, okay. Vanilla, clove, or cardamom? I should say and Maybe cardamom. vanilla is the green thing in Century Eastern Wonders. Vanilla's black, though. Oh, right. Yeah. But that could be white. The, le- the flowers? Are they, are they yellow? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> no it's, idea. It's with them, yeah. It is weird that it's black and it's, we associate it with like yellow and white, like, f- yeah. like coloured things. Mm. Uh, question four. Oh, okay. Let's do that then. Which nation was the first to exploit the shipping of spices to Europe from India? Which nation was the first to exploit the shipping of spices to Europe from India first by person. boat? First person to I've got, people it's, to it's do it. It's multiple choice. It's multiple choice. Which sure. nation? Yeah. Okay. France, Portugal, or Spain? Which of those three was the first nation to exploit shipping of spices to Europe from India? Okay. There's a key hmm. word in there. Is there? Yes. Exploit. <laughs> I know, but that could mean anything, couldn't it? Mm. Maybe the Indian people really wanted to give all the European people all their spice. The Indians love doing it with the French and the Spanish, but the Portuguese... (laughs) (laughs) No, we don't want to give you our spices. (laughs) Your food, it sucks. Here, have some spice. Put this in there. Okay, question five. Okay, wild guess on that one. Which of the following movies has nothing to do with spice? (laughs) This is going to be random, right? Solo, a Star Wars story. June. <laughs> spice World. Spice World. And the last one, A Touch of Spice. Which of those four films has nothing to do with spice? What, Is it Solo, do, do A Star you mean, Wars Story? What do you mean? Yeah. <laughs> has nothing to do with spice. What, the, the concept of spice, things that are named spice, actual spice. Ones that had the Spice Girls in it. Yeah, Spice Did, Girls, are they to do with can spice? You, can you eat a cinnamon donut while eating, while watching any of them? This yeah, Matt's so quiz. This is my Matt's quiz question. This is the aging <laughs> process of a Matt's quiz. <laughs> <laughs> Which of the following movies has nothing to do with? Go, okay, okay, okay. What okay, do okay, you okay, mean? Okay, all okay, of okay. these, all of these movies were mentioned in a spice-related podcast. Therefore, <laughs> to do with spice. <laughs> all to do Which with spice now. Of the following movies has nothing to do with actual spice. <laughs> All right. What do you mean by actual spice, Matt? <laughs> this is what, I thought you were going to do that thing. You know where? Oh, I can't give an exact example, but you know when someone goes, "I don't understand," um, I don't understand the question, and they just repeat the same question back at you. Yeah, it's slower like repeat, or, yeah. or something or louder. Yeah. Hey, I added a clarifying. Had a real world example of that spice. just recently, but I can't mention it. <laughs> All right, Solo, a Star Wars story, June, Spice World, a touch of spice. Question six. Name three celebrities whose names are food. Oh, let's name three. Three celebrities. Or no. you can name five of them. Have, have you got three. all of the I have answers. a list. I had no, but I have a list of most common ones. Alright. Name three. I can do the ones. First or last names. It doesn't matter. Sure. I think you're probably gonna find it's last. No, oh, no, not necessarily. Okay. Yeah. And their name is food. Okay, so name three Lewis. celebrities whose names are food. I'll give you a little bit of thinking time as you are. Uh, and uh, yes, I got quite hungry while thinking about some of these. Uh, oh yeah, uh, these celebrities. <laughs> uh, My one is so bad. Oh, I've got so far. Uh-huh. I also cringed at a couple of them. 
one of them in particular I think you'll um, appreciate. <laughs> but anyway, could be giving away too much. Question seven. All right. Question mm. seven. What interesting side effect occurs from prolonged exposure to the spice melange on June? Oh, what interesting side effect occurs from prolonged exposure to the spice melange on June? Otherwise known as Arrakis. Mm. Do you know your June? I'm well, not bitter June. No, I, I played don't. the video game and read one of the books. It's got this sting one. in it, hasn't it? Yes. Stings a bit. Yeah. 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 He's awesome in that, actually. Yeah. Well, I would say he's awesome, but he's pretty good. Um, what's an interesting side effect of that? Yeah. What, what, what's, what the, again, what is the interesting thing? What, what do, do you, you mean? <laughs> yeah. So there's one particular feet, uh, thing that a uh, side effect of exposure to spice melange all right, oh, which okay. is quite prominent oh okay all right probably the most prominent again smelling like spice <coughs> <coughs> cravings <laughs> all right here we go back to question one which of the following is not a spice is it tasmanian pepperberry fennel pollen Pusa gulabi, nigella seed, or juniper berries, Aaron. Which one do you think is not a spice? <clears throat> juniper berries. That which one is also you? what I said. Okay, the answer is pusa gulabi, because that is a pink radish. Oh, it's no. A, it sounds like a James Bond villain. Pusa gulabi, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Oh, really? Uh, Your name is Pusa Gulabi? No, juniper berries ground up. Come with, come with me. Let's have a segue into a, <laughs> into a submarine <laughs> scene. <laughs> uh, question two. How many copies of the Triple Trade card exist in the merchant deck, David? One. Oh, Aaron, you got anything different than that? That's, that's one. Yeah. Question three. List the following spices from least to most expensive. Aaron, what did you have in the number... Least expert spot in the cheapest spot. I wrote clove. I also wrote clove in the okay. cheapest spot. Matt, the answer is clove is in the cheapest yeah, spot. We ten dollars spice. Ten dollars US. I spoke price price. Right. Ten dollars <laughs> per pound or whatever it is. Mm. Oh. Uh, okay, what did you have in your number two spot there? Cardamom. I also had cardamom. The answer is cardamom. No! It's too uh, easy, man. It's too easy, this quiz. <laughs> about $30. $30 a kilo? Yeah. God, I could buy a whole kilo of US. cardamom. That's a lifetime supply of cardamom. And therefore, in Truffles. the number three spot, the most expensive spice on the list is... Cardamom. My ass. <laughs> Otherwise known as vanilla. You <laughs> 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 haven't been out in the sun very yeah, long. It's quite white. At, and that is a whopping $200 a... Wow. So it's quite, a, quite a jump there. A huge jump. Yeah. yeah. Saffron, I think, is the most expensive. Yeah, it is, isn't it? Still. And it seems like yeah. it's weird because it seems like you just make your rice yellow or something. I can't taste anything. <laughs> what's good? Mm. What's the reason, the, the, the way... A bit of time. It's, it's the way it's, it's harvested. Literally, the saffron... It comes from the stamen of the plant, like, and it, oh, you that's get it. so few oh. out of the plant. You need so much I'd, to get. You know, so my, you know my kill is don't bother. Yeah, don't no. worry about it. It's a very labor-intensive mm. to, to acquire. It. You know, the cashews. Yeah, cashews are the end of a fruit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's like you get a fruit, and yeah. then the end knobby bit—that's a cashew. Yeah. So you've got to grow a whole tree, and then every fruit you pick <laughs> the little bit off, and you throw the rest away. What, what's the fruit? 
the cashew fruit. I don't know yeah, what it's called, fruit. but it's like yeah, it's the knobby it. bit on the end of a fruit. And I saw them growing in New Zealand, and I was like, it, "Like, what is this?" And that was a cashew tree, and they're like, "Like, like they just twist the end of the thing." That's a cashew. You done get three cashews per tree. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> talking about labour intensive, but cashews are cheap. I thought How does that work? Expensive nut. I don't know. Or the following an expensive nuts. (laughs) Cashews. Question four. Which nation was the first to exploit the shipping of spices to Europe from India? Was it France, Portugal, or Spain, David? Portuguese spice chicken. Portuguese. I wrote Portuguese as well. The answer is Portuguese. Portugal. This is a great Uh, quiz. Pedro Alvarez Cabral in 1501. What a Shipping spice via the Cape of I'm Good sure it's going to go wrong now, but never before in a Matt's quiz have I got oh, three five three. points yes. by the time <laughs> four <laughs> questions have gone by. That's pretty good. Uh, okay, question five. Yeah. Which of the following movies has nothing to do with oh, yeah, actual spice? Solo, a Star Wars story, Dune, Spice World, or A Touch of Spice? What do you think there, Aaron? Spice World. What do you think there, David? Oh, with A Touch of Spice. All right. Spend on the Spice World. Spice Girls were in it. Okay, well, tell us about the Spice references in each of these. Well, yeah. Solo, a Star Wars yeah. story. The That's, Kessel Run. Yeah, 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 yeah. Dune, the Spice Must Flow. Yeah. Uh, spice World. It's about, I think, nothing spice Up Your spice. Life. Yeah, Spice yeah. Up Your Life, but not actual Spice. Spice Up Your Spice. Posh Spice. Actual Spice. The next one, A Touch of Spice, is about cooking with spices. Oh, of course. So it was Spice World. It's got nothing to do with spice. spice. It has nothing to do with actual spice. They're the spiciest four God girls I've ever witnessed to on question six. Your three celebrities whose names are food. Aaron, what's your first one? My first one is Stephen Fry. Oh, nice one. David. That's not a food. A fry. You know. That's a food. Okay. (laughs) <laughs> it's also a I was grasping cooking a, technique it's straws Stephen is not a food <laughs> <laughs> he is what's your first one there David Jasper Carrot Jasper Carrot great John Ham John Ham uh, iced tea <laughs> brilliant <laughs> Fuck, so let's good. just keep going Aaron okay this was a stretch okay eggs Benedict Cumberbatch <laughs> <laughs> No way, right. it's a double. Eggs Benedict Cucumber Batch. I'd give him two points for that. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Why not? Yeah. You got another one there, David? Yeah, Iced Cube. <laughs> Iced Cube. I love it. You, you guys totally went in different directions <laughs> to me. <laughs> okay, I would have also accepted Kevin Bacon. Of course. Oh, wait, I've yeah. got more. My uh, next one is Kendrick Lamar. How <laughs> <laughs> uh, about Alyssa Milano? Dr. Dre. Uh, Milano is a type of uh, cracker. Dr. Pepper. Fiona Apple. Yep. Halle Berry. Yeah. Alison Brie. Oh, oh Alison Brie. OJ oh. Simpson. I'm sorry, Alison. <laughs> Saffron Burrows, yeah. who's actually, you know. All of the kids that buy, you know, all the pop stars, they've all got wacky names, haven't they? Like food names. (laughs) Alec Guinness. There'll be an apple. Oh, Alec Guinness. What's Coldplay's kids called? Yeah, Apple is his daughter's name. John Candy. Yep. And Meatloaf. (laughs) Why is he called Meatloaf? Uh, Who knows? knows. Uh, He looks a bit like one. Question seven. Tastes like What interesting side effect occurs from prolonged exposure to the spice melange on June David, what did you say? None of you were coming to me. It turns you orange is what happens. Interesting. I wrote death. Interesting. Both I've of them got probably true, but otherwise madness? it turns your eyes blue. Ooh, I went with the colour. 
Oh, lovely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I Sprinkle color some in your eyeballs. Eyes yeah, color cha- eye color change is the most prominent. Mm. Is that, does, is that more prominent than nice being dead? Stings eyes. Sticks well, eyes. Sting eye. That's the, probably the first thing that happens. Oh, your mm. eyes have turned blue. You've got then spice exposure. Dead. Then oh, dead. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah, that's kind gotcha. of the art of thought. Anyway, that was Matt's Quiz. Stick around. We've got proper news and neats and twos right after this. Neats and twos! Teats and... What? What? Oh, my God. What happened I, to you? I, what happened to you in PAX, man? I misspoke. Tweets. Neats and twos. Get it right. Tweets and teats. Tweets and Neats and twos, boys and girls. Exciting times. Uh, so we've got uh, Detective, a modern crime board game. You may have seen it. Sort of like a dark-looking cover with light, light mm. blue writing on it. Ooh, From Czech mystery. Games. Czech yeah. Games edition. Solve some mysteries and all that sort of stuff. Well, happy days. It's going to be getting a less-than-modern crime expansion, LA Crimes, set in the 80s. It's not like the 80s are getting uh, milk for everything they're worth at the moment. Say, glow, but that's genius. That's mm. good stuff. <laughs> um, so, yeah, maybe it's a Crockett and Tubbs West Coast release. Any, any excitement on that one, boys? Well... I'd like to play Detective. I do not want to buy it myself. I want to play someone else's copy of Detective. I'm thinking, I'm excited about that because that's pro- that could be a game that we could review. I think so. Yeah. I'd say Provided it's availability. No, actually, screw it. Yeah, we could just do it. Let's just do we it. could just do it. That's we're leading for this LA Crimes expansion. Mm-hmm. Which is a portal game. Portal yeah. games, Ignacy. Trip to Zek. We're not good with names here. I'm he glad did to see uh, you Robinson Crusoe, yeah. and, uh, which I've still never beaten. God damn you, Robinson! Emerson and Ignacy Trubzijek. Uh, also, we got uh, oh, Buzz from Essen. Essen's just happened, and uh, we've had a few colleagues come back from Essen with arms full of board games. But some of the buzz was about for I don't know if I got this right, but uh, Baron Park was um, went out of print, mm-hmm. and now it's come back into print. Yep. And it's it's got some foreign writing on there, which I'm reliably told is the Grizzlies. That means the Grizzlies are coming. Is that the original game being reprinted, or is this a, a brand new re-envisioning of the original uh, game? Maybe anyone got any idea on that? So it was originally printed by Mayfair Games, yeah. yeah. And Mayfair, Mayfair Games went the way of the dodo. Oh, you mean as Modi bought them? As as Modi bought them and then yeah. just crumpled. Just yeah. crumpled. <laughs> And, and squished yeah. them into oh. non-existence. So, like, I think it bought their licenses, um, but it did not buy Baron Park, which was very popular at the time. Yeah, we didn't see it on shelves for more than a year, and then suddenly, like, popped but it's, it's yeah. around Back now, up. isn't it? It's so around sure now. Seen it. It's been reprinted by Lookout Games, who okay. are one of the only companies that hasn't been bought by Asmodee or they have been bought by Asmodee and they're still printing under their name. And Asmodee are pretty cool with them. Doing and they're like, yeah, whatever, dude. Print the shit out of um, Baron Park. In addition to that, because Baron Park's just available now. Yeah. Uh, they're, they're doing an, a proper expansion. Um, with it's, it's got a bunch of different modules in it. Um, uh, Grizzlies. It's yep. called The Grizzlies Are Coming. It's the yep. subtitle. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can add monorails and it's got a few different... Um, are you running a park then, basically? Is that... What, yeah. Is it, yeah. So you're like a wilderness park. You're yeah, park it's ranger. like a zoo, but you only hold bears there. Oh, okay. Yeah. Um, it's like patchwork-ish. Like there's a bunch of different tiles that you can pick from and you fill your grid in and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, Speaking of patchwork, yep. exciting, exciting <laughs> news. <laughs> Patchwork Doodle. Yeah. Patchwork yes, Doodle. Yeah. How is <laughs> this going to work? Basically, everybody's, instead of placing the dominoes, you're now drawing them on your own okay. doodle pad mm. uh, so that you can, I, I guess you get a big thick 
Why don't they just why don't they just fill a box full of patches and a couple of needles and some thread and <laughs> and do it that way? And by the end, you have a nice. That's coming soon. I swear. Yeah. They have a dashery shop. They're milking the. I love patchwork. I know. Believe this is me. why I put this in Neats and Toys. Yeah. <laughs> believe I me, I love patchwork. Doodle. But this is really just taking what's in vogue at the moment, which is like this roll and write games, mm. like roll a dice and everyone's got a pad and they use the dice rolls to, to do their thing, like like Yahtzee, but good. Um, does it come with a pair of darkroom spectacles? It sure does. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so you can see your doodles. But the thing with this is, in, in Patchwork, it's like they give you a whole bunch of different tiles which have different generic quilt designs yeah, procedural on. Designs procedural designs. Procedural design stuff. Yeah. In this, it's like you have to draw your own designs on a blank grid so it's like they really didn't do anything <laughs> uh, yeah. you can make smiley face ones yeah, or you know little copy little uh yeah. do you know what that reminds me of off you? munchkin draw it do it yourself draw it yourself but they mm. brought out the version of that which is just blank oh, cards, it's blank cards yeah, yeah. with just the rules and you put in all the flavor and stuff so yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm up for that i would do it i, I think would do that as well it would be fun i used to do that with like, all my tokens it. and magic as well yeah. yeah might it just be stick figures it'd be boring and drawing your own tokens again. is fun drawing your own tokens but yeah. that's the thing if you can't draw it the whole thing sucks and that's yeah. the yeah I know let's not talk about so, that. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so that's that's patchwork doodle. Uh, yeah. Same thing basically, except this time um, around you're drawing. Okay. Your own. Well, it's a two player game. Whiz kids, and we always know they have the ability to completely blow our minds. Oh, no, oh, sorry, patchwork, oh. patchwork doodle. Yeah, patchwork always been a two player game. Patchwork Express also just a two player game. This is one to eight players. Oh, because wow. you all work with the same uh, cards and dice. You flip up a bunch of cards, you roll the dice, it corresponds to one of the cards. You can draw that tile anywhere on your board. So we're all yeah. working with the same And I think it was things. the pads that they gave you. So it's probably yep. infinite players, isn't it? It is infinite yeah. players, yeah. technically. Yeah. Yeah, right. yeah. Um, so WizKids has, has announced a whole bunch of stuff. They must have just people banging out games left, right and centre. Uh, of course, they've got another uh, Games Workshop franchise game called uh, Warhammer Age of Sigmar, The Rise and Fall of Avonlaw. I think it's a rapping game. Um, I don't really know. Kai's not filled me in on it. Has anybody got anything on the rise and fall of Avalor? Rise and fall. Avalor. Let's move right on from that one. This one's my favourite one. This is the favourite WizKids game ever. It's called Star Trek Conflict in the Neutral Zone. That is so good. Did you misspeak, David? No, I didn't. Just hang in there. Uh, this includes a dice flicking mechanic and Star Trek. Yep, Just those two things very <laughs> well known. Well, a disc flicking actually is it? Yeah, yeah. You're flicking oh, discs. You can gonna... flick your disc around the table. Ah! Don't <laughs> flick me in the disc, Matt. Oh. Ah! You flick me in the other I, disc. You've misconstrued my invitation. <laughs> uh, flick them up. Is it a flick them up thing? Flick them up. Um, Crossroads. Oh shit! What was it? Uh, what the Crossroads? No, the Crossroads one. Um, Dead of Winter. Dead of Winter. Ah, fucking Dead of Winter. winter. Yeah, yeah. Uh, there's been a few catacombs. Catacombs. Yeah. There's another. There's a spacey one. Bomberman. Which is very, I can't remember mm. the name of it. <laughs> Great game. Oh, sorry, uh, they didn't do that one. Very bad. It. But anyway, this is Star Trek Conflict. No, I, I love like the, the idea name. of flicking the Enterprise around. Whiz kids <laughs> are good at getting like you know the the the, the plastic. Stuff. Their yeah. products have come together. There is there is also more Heroflix coming. And I didn't Heroflix? Mention, I, oh, that's a new one. 
Heroclix, sorry. Oh, Heroclix, that's the new flicking version of Heroclix. Flick Batman at the Joker. That's an idea. Heroclix. Heroclix, there's more Heroclix. You had a first copyright 2019. 2018. Seven Line Hand Nucleus of Gaming Ideas everywhere. new. Dimension to and flicking your Rommel. I think there's Rommel. some more Dice Masters uh, stuff coming out as well, but um, mm. I have to check in with our Dice Masters community to find out what that means. Um, how, uh, so how do they test how sturdy their pieces are to be flicked yeah, a thousand I've a, times? I've got a, I've got a powerful flick. Yeah, I'm worried too. about hurting my fingers, though. Yeah. Whereas, whereas Matt's got a very dainty flick. I do. <laughs> he's, yeah. he's starting off on the disadvantage straight away. Yeah. Pro yeah. tip, start practice flicking now. It's the considerate caring flick. It that's, is. that's what I've got. Yeah, you kind of go, oh, Matt, flick me. Whereas <laughs> if we do it, it's like, no, get off me. Yeah. <laughs> Jesus. Hey. Was that yeah. a B? So what I like about the, what looks really interesting about this is you are flicking your ship around. You're going to try and make us interested. Collecting go. resources or attacking other ships. So there's kind of a different... So it's a dexterity game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and you collect energy and command points. And ultimately, I think it's about uh, destroying your opponent's fleet. I don't really feel like the flick is a dexterous manoeuvre. Really? No, 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 it certainly is. Uh, I mean, technically it is, but it's really hard. It's just, it's so hard that it's It's not, not you can't make finesse. It's like a, I feel like, I disagree. I wholeheartedly disagree. No, but then you ever played marbles? Yeah, yeah, but okay. Different degrees. You've got to control. You've got to have actual control. Have you played um, Karam uh, or? Um, Do you remember in the 1940, 1950s Crocodile? when we stopped playing marbles because it was shit? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just come back, but the discs are flat. But <laughs> and they're shaped yeah. like the Star Trek. Okay, okay, okay. Crocodile. Crocodile. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Sure. I agree. Right. Yeah. But it's more of a push. Yeah, it's like, a push when you stop flicking. It's, it's a push. It's a okay, hard push. Okay, but like, okay, as soon yeah. as you get your thumb involved yeah. behind the thing, there's Ow. no control about where my finger's going. Sure, I, sure. I feel like. Okay. I, I love how much... Sorry, just <laughs> looking at the box art. Yeah. It is, it, everything looks very grim, dark Star yeah. Trek, except it just says conflict, <laughs> and it just looks like a spelling Con-fuck. mistake. Yeah, it does. It looks <laughs> so like conflict from a... Conflict in the neutral zone. <laughs> you don't have to be very far away. For it to read like confuck. They will flick discs representing the various ships. So you're not just flicking a plastic Starship Enterprise. It's very sad. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to confuck you up, man. (laughs) (laughs) Don't don't confuck me up, no. No, It's it's flick. Don't do that to me. Uh, Oh, any fans of the Expanse TV show? You're a fan. Yes, I love the Expanse. All right, well, there's a board game now. Another one. Another one. And this one's called Doors and Corners. That sounds like... That's not thrilling. (laughs) Uh, That's not thrilling in the way they've described it. There's doors and there's... It's like walking around your own house. You go, wow, just there's a door. Watch out. The Expanse. That's what I call my house. Is it? Yeah. It's got doors and corners. Just to walk around Aaron's house. Hmm. That I mean, there is an Expanse board game already, and it's pretty crap. I, I heard it was okay. Did you, but I didn't even realise it was based on the TV series. Yeah, I didn't join I didn't the dots there, yeah. No, well, okay, so it's based on the TV series, not necessarily the, the books. Oh, I don't, yeah, I don't know. Oh. I don't know. Didn't I didn't even know there was the books. books I just didn't started watching yeah. it, but yeah, no. didn't draw me in. Um, but uh, look, there's the, the I don't know much about this. Like, even they're not giving much away. But uh, so I guess we'll be wait and see. Stay tuned. Um, to a little bit more information, I think, on that one. The final one I've got news on is the uh, you know the 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 endless amount of products that they're really tying into all the. It is the Dungeons and Dragons release. Like we even saw um, uh, that magic 
the gathering and uh, the D and D universe have sort of crossed mm, paths. Yeah. They're doing a with guilds of Ravnica, guild masters guide guild, to Ravnica. Yeah. 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 yeah, so we've got the Wiz Kids are going to be bringing out um, Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage, which is a board game uh, set in the Waterdeep universe. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's an excuse to get you all of the a bunch of minis, pre- okay. premium pre-painted mm. minis. Are they yeah. in the box, or do you They're get them the and add them in? Oh, that's cool. Because yep. you'd be able to use those if you're RPG oh. too. Within the uh, mm. water deep well, scenario, there's there's basically there's a single color miniature, so you can paint them if you want. You're on your own for uh, about eighty bucks in US, of course, and then you can get the pre-painted version, which has them all painted for one hundred and sixty US. Oh, double the price! Yeah, that is painting yourself. Um, yeah, I, no, I, I, I do that too, <laughs> or not bother. But yeah. um, or not bother. The the thing the the reason the thing the good thing about this is that it gives you all of those collected minis that are perfectly suitable for your RPG setting. So yeah. You say you don't need to go and get out a bunch of minis because you've got all the the, the bad yeah. guys. I often recommend the, the, the Castle Ravenloft. If people are playing Curse of Strahd or whatever. Yeah, yeah great way of getting all, all the minis. Yeah. Mm. As opposed to doing the blind box thing. And this yeah. isn't the first one that they've done. They did it for Tomb of Annihilation as well. Yes. Yeah, so yeah, there yeah. was that, that mm-hmm. one. Uh, oh, so was there a Tomb of Annihilation yeah, board game? That's what, the mm-hmm. one that started. Okay. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember because they did a full premium one where they all painted. But it was like two hundred and fifty dollars, yeah. but it's still cheaper yes. than buying the blind boosters. So, so yeah, yeah so that's go. it. If you want to, I, I think that's probably a great because you get dungeon tiles and things with that as well. Mm-hmm. So I think it's well worth it. Mm. Uh, honestly, yeah. is it coming in a different size box or is that just the uh, just the what we'd seen of the Waterdeep Dungeon of the Mad Mage thing? It was just in a different sort of rectangular shaped box. But Tomb of Annihilation was a square box. And that's what threw no, me. It's, it's a bigger, yeah, much much bigger a, box. Much in the oh, same ways of Wrath of a Shardalan and, and Castle R- R- Ravenloft. Oh, deep. So those big, deep boxes. Oh, yeah, okay. and things and stuff. All right. Yeah, so that looks yeah. really good. Uh, there's a Ghostbusters Men in Black oh, really? g- game coming out. Okay. Uh, what? Uh, IDW. Oh, yeah. Uh, licenses oh, cool. have released yeah, yeah. So there's a bit of a mix-up. So animated um, Ghostbusters. Yeah, so there's a bit of a cross in the streams there mm. uh, oh, into man. properties. He does a, one good Matt's quiz and look at him. He's, he's <laughs> off. <laughs> and then there's a really interesting one coming up, uh, Jonathan Strange and Mr. Norrell. Which oh, is, that's uh, fantastic. That which is about... I haven't read the book, I don't think, uh, but the show's yeah, I've read great. The, I've read the book. Yeah, and, uh, show's fantastic. I loved it. So that, that's going to be interesting. It, it deals about with the, the whole resurgence of magic into the British culture and back mm. in the Napoleonic War around that at that time. Oh, mm. cool. So, yeah. So that, that's that's on the horizon. Jonathan Strange and... Mr. Norrell. Mr. Norrell. Yeah, I'm pretty they're, sure they're I was... both magicians. Dead keen on buying a really nice copy of that, and I don't know if I did. First thing I do after the pod, check. I'll check that. Yeah, because yeah, I'm really interested in that. All right, well, um, yeah, please come on in any of our Facebook posts, including links to uh, the short film that Aaron and I made. We're very proud of it. Mm-hmm. Please watch it. Tell us what you think. Uh, it's, uh, we're just building community on that Facebook page, so yeah. it's cool if we interact with each other, have a chat. And uh, if we mention your name on any of these podcasts, give us a yell and on podcast at sevenlandhand.com, and we'll send you out a badge. Uh, we need a new badge batch. We need, yeah, Matt, we, we, need, we need more Yeah, bad, I'll have to badges. get my... Uh, I'll have batches. to get my uh, Your badge badging um, yeah. back in shape. <laughs> yeah. I'm still recovering from the last time. Oh, give me that big, strong but... badging arm. <laughs> <laughs> um, there's a, a painting thing going, that's going to go up very shortly. 
myself and Kai and a couple of other guys, Dan and, and Kieran, yeah. we're all pulling together to do some finish off some painting projects. Cool. So we're going to be posting up those. I reckon you should post that as soon as you get the as soon as you've undercoated or before you yeah, undercoat, just go. What this is what they look like now. Post them all. Yeah. And then as the months go by, you get to see them develop. People go, you idiot, what do you give them a green cape That's it. for? Well, you know, what will happen is it's slowly develop. Different styles. You know, we've all four of us, four different people, four different styles. So it should be quite interesting. Look out for that. Yeah. First mm. uh, first few posts should go up in the next few days. Um, cool. What else is there? Any other needs and toys, guys? Uh, mm. I think that's about it. Uh, play, I played Dread for Halloween, which was really good. I had a lot of fun. Mm. Uh, I think I'm going to finally finish uh, the uh, Avison Brie on the weekend. We're going to put we're going to put Alison Brie's face onto the Avison Brie banner. Um, I'm planning on taking a photo of that, posting on Instagram or Twitter and Twitter and, and tagging Alison Brie. So if you know Alison Brie, uh, let her know. Sure. And then she can, then she can say, "Hey guys, I think you're great," and then we'll and be then- happy forever. Or she'll block us in all media channels and we'll be sad. We'll be sad. But we'll still have Alison <laughs> Brie. Yeah. So. It's nothing disrespectful. It's just, it sounds like Alison Brie, but it's Avison Brie. <laughs> yeah. And we put her face on Alison Brie. Anyway. Oh, all right. Uh, Blood Bowl's all over. All over. Finished now completely. How did the, the four skinks go? They, well, we, we got rolled over in the uh, quarterfinals. Yeah. Unfortunately. Uh, semi. Oh, semi. I didn't get to the semis, but didn't finish off very well, mm. I have to say, which is a bit of, bit when, of a sore When do you get point. to get him? When, when's the next one coming out? Uh, this well, is for the next one's starting very soon, but I'm bowing out. I'm, I'm actually taking a bit of a back turn Sabbatical, sure. to go and play some uh, all Walking Dead All Out War. Great. Yeah, breaking into a new system. Lovely. So, we, did, yeah. we, didn't, we didn't get the, uh, the news release that we were hoping for, but uh, at uh, Bondi Junction, they have got the Destiny Nationals. Star Wars Destiny Nationals. Oh, cool. uh, and that is, I think, next weekend. Mm-hmm. So about the November the 11th. Yep, because they like wanted that. it to be available for the Destiny release, make sure the stock was out, and that yeah. comes out earlier that week. So it's the 11th. Yeah, so if you wanted to follow that, tune into Bondi, uh, Good Games Bondi Junction. Uh, if you can get involved, get over there. You know, go and uh, spend a weekend over in Bondi Beach Junction. I don't know. At the junction it. near Bondi Beach. It's, I, like, I like the name of it. It's very much like it's, it's Bondi Junction. You've reached a junction. There's a choice. Down one road, oblivion. Down the other road, destiny. <laughs> ah! Very nice, very nice. Uh, Two different sci-fi and films that came out get, around the We didn't time. get a spill for that as well. So Destiny players, mm. get over there. Yeah. Get involved. Keyforge is coming out. I'm pretty uh, excited for Keyforge. Oh, yeah. When's, uh, when's you know, Keyforge I, I wasn't uh, next, next weekend. Week. As well. Yeah. yeah it's, next it's weekend, Saturday. Now, yeah. I wasn't particularly interested because mm-hmm. I'm, I'm only a very, very, very casual Magic player. Mm-hmm. And so when I heard this, this new thing, I, I, it wasn't on my mind. I've seen him wear flannel as well. But uh, instead, I, I heard a, an explanation. I watched a couple of videos, mm-hmm. and I have thought, well, actually, that's interesting. Yeah, yeah. I haven't uh, seen anyone not be interested in this so far. I mean, I'm sure they're out there. Well, no, I not many people I, have played it yet. I don't think yeah. I, I yeah. understood or appreciated the fact that it's procedurally created decks where mm-hmm. everybody has their own yeah. unique. It is deck, completely unique. Yeah, which is and very there's also concept. a way to make sure. Like they have an algorithm that makes sure that every deck is at least playable. So it works in the context of the game and you're never going to pull a thing that's all lands or all yeah. draw two cards but no actual way to win the game kind of thing. There's a uh, there's a 
actually yeah, there's a board game that I can't remember the name of it. But it's oh, they've out. just announced the unique thing. Yeah. FFG using the same printing techniques to make a board game yeah. where the components that you get, no one else has the same components. So that's it's an exploration it, yeah, game. Yeah, I forgot what it's it. called. It's I, Into the Wild or something so like that. So different yeah. board games will be different Yeah, so, so Fantasy Flight games have a <laughs> game I forgot the name of. It's a unique, unique game, I think wow. they're calling them. Unique <laughs> board game. Yeah. A UBG. Uh, so there's a lot happening. It's there's a, a lot UBG. happening with these. It's a UBG. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's uh, ev- every version of that game will be completely different because it's called Discover Lands Unknown. Cool. All right. So yeah, everyone will have their own version of the game. Mm, so like you have a different map to everyone else and different components and stuff. I'm Would pretty you excited. Hate yourself that. if you end up with the one that sucks. I'd yeah. hate myself if I had one that was compl- a complete oh, bomb. <laughs> and it was just amazing and I was the one that was the yeah. the owner of it I'd be like no I have to play forever no I have to play it <laughs> I'll sell it to someone for 200 bucks like I, I'm really really interested to see what the secondary market for the best version of that game looks like or the secondary market for the best Keyforge deck in the world the one that's just undefeated no matter who you play against it's, the combo yeah. is unbeatable I just want to see how it's going to happen how their prices are getting astronomical. You, there's no more trading. You can't trade individual cards. You no. have to trade individual. Because on decks. the front and back of every card that you have in that deck, yeah. the name of your deck is up there, and every name is unique as well. So, so literally, it's here. Have this deck. It is that deck, and you yeah. can't ever change it. You have to play with that deck as is. But yeah. it's not. It's not going to be like oh, Assassin's Trophy. That's a good good card, and everyone wants to go out and get it. It'll be a particular deck had a combination of cards that but, made it good but so i think let's get this deck because it's close to that one is that you, well you deal i guess you could trade for a deck that is like that yeah so you go oh i think my deck is worth about yeah 40 because it's really powerful it's got two of this powerful card in there or and most play, people have zero yeah i want to play to me you want to play golgari yeah yeah swap uh, if like like play styles and the, that's going to be it really isn't it because under ffg's model they don't do the collectible card game thing right well they did so, with Destiny. Destiny, they're just doing it. Destiny's co- completely collectible boosters, oh, like that's everything. True. That's true. Um, the best thing about uh, Keyforge is a format that they that they had called I don't know what they called it something <laughs> something funny. <laughs> it had a name. So say you're playing Keyforge for a few months. You've got five different decks. Mm. You've got one that is just absolute trash. Like every single time you play it, you get schooled. None of the cards work well together. No synergy. Whatever. There's a tournament type where you bring that deck. Then say we're playing first round of the tournament. I give you my worst deck from my collection. You give me your worst deck. And I have to try beat you with your worst deck. So it's like who has the worst deck, but then who can pilot the worst deck the best? I like that yeah, idea a lot. That, that's cool. And that's in your the interest to bring junk then, isn't it? Crap. Because like the worst possible thing. <laughs> yeah. And this is a Keyforge This is a Keyforge that is in the format Forge. list. Yeah. Oh man, that's so cool. I like that a lot. I wasn't, yeah. Like I said, I wasn't initially on board with it, mm-hmm. but I think this is actually going to pull me in. I think there's a lot of exciting stuff they can do with it and they've they've done a good job and uh, I've organised a lot of organised play stuff between the two stores now I wonder who the now. plucky young upstart that mathematical madman that invented that game is I'm he's, sure he's done nothing else yeah. probably very excited yeah. probably has the same name as a cat Felix yep yeah. Richard, Richard Felix. Felix that's his name <laughs> one um, last thing spice related before we say goodbye yeah I've been thinking about this for a long time you know the phrase variety is the spice of life yes mm. What's spice then? 
Isn't spice the spice of life? I think you're thinking too deep. Yeah, no, that's too, not a proper <laughs> answer. Variety is the spice of life. It depends what I was worried about, what the <laughs> variety is. Because if you like getting tortured, <laughs> it's not. With spices, like if, you know, if you had a... Yeah. Like put What's pepper it? up your nose or something. Yeah. Oh, you're in the Now chilies. <laughs> now ground chili. You're like, the variety is the spice of this life. Yeah. Well, today we're going to be on the Iraq. Tomorrow we're going to be in the Iron why is Maiden. It? Why is oh. it? Because it's like a that? bad guy and Germans it's usually are always nuts, bad guys. usually a German Nazi. Oh. Uh, we're going to be flayed. Um, what is variety? No one's answering me. What is spice then? Spice. In this world where variety is the spice of life, what is spice? Spice up your life. Sp- uh, what? <laughs> Sp- I, think, know, spice. I think the Spice Girls said it best when they said, Every boy and every girl, spice up your life. Yeah. I hate you. <laughs> Next fortnight, well, let's wrap it up. MTG Pod, more Kills of Ravnica. The new Christmas set is not undoubtedly out by then, or news on it. Yeah, the news on it, I should say. We're getting and- it. Tomorrow night. Again, it's tomorrow the news. night. November 5th? 4th. November the 5th. 5th. 2018. And some answers to why we've got weird Tamagoyf attacking from the right, not the left. Ooh. So unstandard. But that one's weird. If you have a look at that, I think it says UMA, which seems to sound, sound like Ultimate Masters. Ultimate Masters. And the, it's, it's something like U19 of 40... S. So it's like a special card, maybe. Oh, yeah. They're the masterpieces that you can get in the buy box packs i think is buy a box so so when you buy a box of ultimate yeah. masters yeah you get a little promo booster yeah and it can have a masterpiece card and they are going to be worth astronomical yeah. amounts of money so whatever that amount is... we order in at every store they will be gone before we even know it yeah that is a set of 40 i'm not going to collect correct yeah um all right that's that uh so oh New banned lists and restricted lists are going to be out on November 26th, although there was none last time, so maybe... I think no, I think no changes. Yeah, no changes. Yeah. Oh, there you go. I thought I was, going to, I was trying to ramp up the uh, Magic podcast coming up in a fortnight, but with predictions from the Muse A.A. Ron G. A.A. Ron G. Uh, but I think, I think we're going to have be talking a lot of Ultimate Masters. All right. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, that was... Uh, that was... Uh, Century Spice Road. Music now. What is what is spice? What is spice? Uh, you should have saved that for the music. I should have saved it for the musical outro. Honestly, I thought spice. we were in the musical outro and I forgot we hadn't done the goodbye. Oh, d- like what's coming up next week? Yeah, thing. Yeah. Okay, I'll go again. If variety is the spice of life, what is spice? If variety is the spice of life, what is the guardian? <laughs> no, I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing. <laughs> I'm not playing. No. Uh, good night. Good night. Good night.